0: Downright, downright down, 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 right, un-American. No patriot. I'll tell you something. tell you something. I'll tell you something. Downright, downright, downright
1: un-American. Ain't nobody got time for that. It's
0: all about the money. Anti-American. Anti-American. They, want they want the I'll money. It something. doesn't have anything to do with patriotism. Anti-American. Patriotism. Anti-American. They
2: were like. Death. Down, I'll and tell un-American. you something. And un-American something. Un-American. Down, American American American. She's a treasonous. Period. So I mean, yeah, yes, why not?
0: It, it doesn't have anything to do with patriotism.
2: Downright.
0: Anti-American. They want the money to I'll tell you something. Anti-American. I'll you something. Anti-American. American. Patriotism. Un-American. I'll tell you something. I mean they certainly I'll tell you something.
2: Didn't seem to love our country very much.
0: right, un-American.
1: Welcome to another episode of Un-American, the show about traitors, treasonous, and turncoats where no fraud or grifter is safe. I am Brandon, and I am joined by Franklin and Jim. How are you both doing today?
3: Pretty good. I'm good. Good.
1: We're going to not do the conventional uh, silver lining just for this one um, because I have a feeling that mine will cause a little bit of a debate that will that will take up uh, a couple of minutes, um so let me tell you what my silver lining was going to be and then you can tell me why i'm wrong uh the megan the stallion and cardi b grammy performance of wap is totally my high point whatever positive moment (laughs) of this episode um because i'm a shithead and I like to see people get mad about dumb shit online. About
4: trivial things.
1: I'll, yes. Uh, so that's one of the reasons. But I also like—I also have a few things to say. Like the people uh,
4: that say we should ignore celebrities the most are the ones that are the most upset about this. <laughs> always. Every time. Um, have either of you seen the performance? No. I have not. I don't really care to watch it. So, so
1: i that's kind of where I was at. Uh, when it first happened, was just like, I didn't really care. And then everybody freaked out about it and was like, I might as well
4: watch it if I'm going to use it. If it's not sports or it's not going to make me laugh, I generally don't watch it. First of all,
1: <laughs> I like that song. Like, I think that it's a funny song. I think that <laughs> when,
4: uh, when, when, And and let's put it this way. It absolutely is a funny song for adults. Yes. And I I understand why there's some hang up on the other end. Right. And that's fine. But
1: I would make the argument for people that were mad uh, that, like, oh, kids could be watching it. First of all, the Grammys is on from like 8 to fucking 11. Your Uh,
4: kids should be in bed.
1: It's on network (laughs) TV. Frank, you and I talked about it earlier in the week. Like, Who watches TV anymore? Kids aren't watching TV. Network TV is only for old people. Right. Yeah. I
3: don't
4: have network TV. Um. I haven't had network TV in like five years. I think this was
1: honestly just boomer outrage because millennials had a night for themselves. They're the only
4: ones that actually watch it anymore. Yeah. (laughs) I don't even think (laughs) the the ratings.
1: I mean, the ratings went down. I don't think
3: many
4: people watch it. Right. I didn't watch it live. Like I I don't think anybody did. I only know about it because people got mad. Like, last year's Grammys was down in viewership, and I think this year's it was another same exact percentage down. Yeah. Yeah. The only
3: people who watch the Grammys are people who write about music. That's it. Right. Because you're going to write an
1: article about who won and then debate it, and that's the only people who care. I did see the the Ragers uh, mad because... it's de- uh some of the arguments were that it's demeaning to women and that, or that it was unbecoming. Like I feel like there's a double standard, Man, kind of unbecoming. Yeah, <laughs> th- that's
4: me using the, In, like an entertainer unbecoming. Right.
1: Well, and that was my
3: thought too. And when w- didn't we have this argument when Miley Cyrus wrote a wrecking ball? Right. Like yeah,
4: fifteen right? fucking years they, ago. They stopped caring sort of quickly on that one. It does seem like they
1: never care when men do it, though. Because one of the arguments that I kept saying was that, like, yeah, but this song wouldn't have gotten radio play back in my day. First of all, Gen Xer, your day (laughs) was my childhood. And I very clearly remember Ludacris, What's Your Fantasy, all over the radio. Ludacris, Splash Waterfalls, all over the radio. Petey Pablo, freak leak all the same idea and style of song, so, like, what is the difference? Because a woman is doing it, like, it's not ladylike. What about that kiss- seems sexist. Kiss's
4: song, Love Gun? Right, Going back yeah, into the 80s. <laughs>
1: exactly, or uh, Cat Scratch Fever, right? That's another. Yeah. Like, there are millions of sex songs. Um, the entire catalog of Marvin Gaye. Yep, yeah, and Prince. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Al Green. Uh, so, I don't know. All I, about fucking. I just feel like they're, now, granted, they're not saying words like pussy. That's fine, but like, I don't know. So just because like, they were, a little but more Ludacris textful. was, Pete Pablo was, yeah. like every fucking rapper, and who's holding rappers to this like role model fucking standard? Like, just because we gave Kendrick a Pulitzer doesn't mean they're fucking if, <laughs> they're supposed to be role models. If this was the Nickelodeon Choice Awards, I would be all oh, like, this was well, appro- and, like, inappropriate. Kids, right. kids are <laughs> like, going to
4: role model who their parents like generally approve of because that's like what they'll be geared to watch because parents filter their kids. Right. I don't know yeah. very many filter, very many parents that don't filter their yeah. kids. And I think they have a responsibility to. If you don't want your – Yeah, that's your, a parental responsibility. I mean, I remember when I – So if you're letting them watch Cardi B, that's on you.
1: I remember when I was young uh, and when we were young, the um, Eminem did the Grammy performance with Elton John. My parents taped that on VHS the night of the Grammys, watched it after I went to bed, and then decided that, I, that it was okay for me to watch that the next day. Because mm-hmm. obviously he wasn't using Man, the
4: album words. Some really but, old school
1: <laughs> but like, version
4: of getting... A viewership
1: after the fact. But, like, man, oh, man. uh, Just this idea that, like, well, kids could have seen it. Be better parents. Like, don't. Like, watch what your kids are. I'm not saying you don't have to helicopter them, but, like, come on. Well,
3: these same parents will give their kids a tablet and be like, watch YouTube. Watch ASMR videos from people who have real busty (laughs) cleavage and are whispering into the mic. You know, like... Yeah, that's just, okay.
4: That's I don't know. I just thought that's because they don't really understand how the internet works. I thought it. I thought it was just goofy outrage. I think anybody
3: getting outraged at the Grammys nowadays. I, I'm more outraged that people care about the Grammys that anybody gets <laughs> <shit. laughs> yeah, no,
1: no shit. So yeah, I don't know. I, it's at the end of the day, I don't care about the Grammys, but I did think that the outrage. Over that made me laugh. I love There's this
3: thing of like, these are the, this is the hollowed fucking floor of the Grammys, the stage. Yeah. We've had Millie Vanilli here, people. Treat it with respect.
1: (laughs) Kid Rock has been on this stage. Right. And she's she's
3: rapping about wet ass pussies.
4: Uh, Kid Rock's probably still on this stage from time to time.
1: (laughs) Yeah. All right. So now that we've got that out of the way, um, I am going to ruin your mood. Although I do think that I. Think not in the typical way uh, that I normally do. Before I do that, I want to take a moment to say that if you do like the show and you want to support what we do, you can head over to our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash unamerican and become a Patreon Patriot today. Uh, bonus content is available there as well as merch and all kinds of cool stuff. We uh, really we greatly appreciate your support of the show. And if you do sign up to become a Patreon, Patreon, Patreon Patriot, we will also uh, give you a shout out on the show. So uh, go over there and check that stuff out. Now, we are going to do something that I've known. Like, so I knew from the inception of this idea that Tucker Carlson would eventually make it onto the show. And uh, when I started just going through some of his shit uh, the other night, I, actually, it was weird because I was, I think I was driving in the car. And I don't know if I was listening to satellite radio or whatever, but like I hit Fox and Tucker Carlson and I was like, ah, well, I got <laughs> the the next subject of, uh, of this fun show we are doing. Let me give you uh, I I didn't know when we started out on American if I would be able to keep up with the Freudian slips. Um, because I was like, what are the chances that I can get a gold clip from every single subject after hitting, uh, after finding Tucker Carlson's moment of gold, I have decided that there will always be a moment of gold. Like there's no way that, that <laughs> the just, archives run too deep. You couldn't write this shit. If you tried, I always vote for the more corrupt candidate over
5: the idealist. Always <laughs> the person who will just like be happy taking payoffs from developers and leave me alone. It's always the can. This is like a meaningful decision in my life, and it's every four years. There's always some guy who's like, "I'm going to make your life better." I vote against that person.
1: (laughs) Uh, Obviously, he's being tongue in cheek there. Yeah, Uh, but I figured that like what he does. Was he
4: on Fox at that time or CNN? uh,
1: I believe. I don't know. I do think that that was while he was on Fox, but that was also at an event uh, that was kind of like CPAC, like it was a a, like a convention type thing. Um, So before we get into... Uh, the, the sound bites. Let me give you a little background information on Tucker Carlson and then we'll uh we'll jump into it. Tucker Carlson, born. May 16th, 1969, is American conservative television host and political commentator who has hosted the nightly political talk show Tucker Carlson tonight on Fox News since 2016. Carlson became a print journalist in the 1990s, writing for the Weekly Standard. He was a CNN commentator from 2000 to 2005 and co-host of the network's primetime news debate program, crossfire from 2001 to 2005 he would later host the nightly program tucker on msnbc from 05 to 08 he has become he has been a political analyst for fox news since 2009 appearing as a guest or guest host on various programs before the launch of his current show 2010, Carlson co founded and served as the initial editor in chief of the conservative news and opinion website The Daily Caller until selling his ownership stake and leaving in 2020. He has written two books, a memoir, to- a memoir. To- Titled Politicians, Partisans, and Parasites. They love alliteration. Uh, That was in 2003. And a political book titled Ship of Fools in 2018. As an advocate of of U.S. President Donald Trump, Carlson has been described by Politico as perhaps the highest profile proponent of Trumpism and willing to criticize Trump if he strayed from it. Uh, He is also said to have influenced some key policy decisions by Trump. As of 2020, Tucker Carlson Tonight is the most watched cable news show in the United States. Carlson's controversial statements on race, immigration, and women have led to advertiser boycotts against his show. Um, A vocal opponent of progressivism, Carlson has been called a nationalist and a paleoconservative. Uh, Originally a proponent of libertarian economic policy and a supporter of Ron Paul, Carlson would would come to criticize the ideology as being controlled by the banks and became an active adherer to protectionism. He espouses anti-interventionalist views and has renounced his initial support of the Iraq War. So that's a little bit about Tucker Carlson. One of the things that uh, that I did not know about him, which after I mean I didn't I guess I didn't remember it um, because after going through and trying to put together the content for this episode, I I remember having seen him on both CNN and, and MSNBC before. But when I rem- like when I first came across that last night, I was like, holy shit. This guy is the epitome of Fox News. We've even yeah. we, because the last four years have colored
3: us, but I think we probably all would have seen a clip of him on Crossfire. Yes, sometime in the last
1: one hundred percent, yeah. Um, and uh, Crossfire is actually where I'm going to start the show uh, because so I pulled a I, a I pulled some clips from CNN and I pulled a clip from MSNBC to kind of set up what he was doing prior to the launch of his show um crossfire is where we'll begin and we're actually going to begin with what cost him his job at cnn now he oh, would he would go on to enough good he would go on to resign from cnn um but uh back I'm, when people still did that but his show got canceled so like you can say that uh you, you can say that he resigned but they pulled the plug on him and the guy is you can't fire me, I quit move. The guy who is responsible for it is a guy that we know very well from our, I guess you could call it our, our generations like coming of age, our teenage years, whatnot a uh, comedian who came on his show and decided he wasn't here to be funny. He was here to challenge uh, the hosts of the show. And Tucker Carlson did not come off looking well Um, uh, throughout the conversation.
6: He's either the funniest smart guy on TV or the smartest funny man. We'll find out which in a minute. But he's certainly an Emmy Award winner, the host of Comedy Central's daily show, and the co-author of the new mega bestseller, America the Book, A Citizen's Guide to Inaction, at your bookstores everywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the crossfire john stewart thank you thank you, thank you very much it's very kind of you to say now what can i say something very quickly uh why why do we have to fight i am
1: so ha- i was so happy when i found out that like john stewart's appearance is what fucked up uh tucker carlson's career- because at going into it I didn't know it was Tucker Carlson liberal at one point no he was an asshole the crossfire <laughs> the idea of crossfire was kind of the idea that sh- that uh, Hannity had with Hannity and Combs on Fox where it was a liberal and a conservative and they were supposed to be doing a debate show John Stewart's problem with their show is that this isn't a fucking debate show and you guys are not uh, you're not doing what you're presenting this right. as,
4: um, and so John it's pushing a narrative through f- like fake debate.
1: Yeah, he uh, yeah he was not kind. I
6: made a special effort to come on the show today because I have uh, privately amongst my friends and also in occasional newspapers and television shows <laughs> <laughs> mentioned uh, this show. As being uh, uh, bad, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and and I wanted to. I felt that that wasn't fair, and I should come here and, and tell you that I don't. It's not so much that it's bad as it's hurting America. <laughs> so I, I wanted to but come he here today let me, and say, Wait, wait! No, I, I should, just don't, let me. Here, here, here's just what, what I wanted to tell you guys. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> Stop, 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 stop hurting America. Okay, now let me, And, and let come work you. for us because we, as the people... How do you pay? The people, not, not well. Better than CNN, I'm sure. But you can sleep at night. <laughs> See, the, the, the thing is, we need your, your help. You're, right now you're helping the politicians and the, 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 the corporations, and we're left out there like to up? mow our, you our lawns. You just said we're too rough on them when they make mistakes. No, 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 you're not too rough on them. You are part of their strategies. You're
1: partisan, um, what do you call it? Hacked. <laughs> what do you call it? Hacked. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. He he was not. Um, I don't know. It's for me now that John Stewart has retired from the Daily Show. It was. It's so fun to listen to him, and uh, t- because he was right. Like he was right about a lot of this shit. And he had
4: really good comedy on top of it. Yeah, yeah. He definitely did. Um, Colbert. <sighs> He's not a fitting replacement. No,
1: because Col- but Colbert was playing a character. John Stewart was just being John Stewart. Yeah, and that's well, what you made- probably
4: argue that that was a character too. But at the same time, not really. Yeah, listening to this interview, there's no way oh, that yeah. Comedy Central is paying him for that interview.
1: No, not at all. And he goes on to uh, to to keep pushing in on on Tucker Carlson, and I can't. Find his co-host's name, uh, which is stupid because, like, I know the guy. He worked for the Clinton campaign, and he was an advisor to Hillary Clinton's campaign. Or he worked for the Clinton White House and then was—but uh, I can't fucking— Seth Rich. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's go with that. I'm sure we won't get sued. can't interview the
5: Democratic nominee. You ask him mm-hmm. questions such as, quote, how are you holding up? Is it hard not to take the attacks personally? Yeah. Have you ever flip-flopped, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah. Didn't you feel like you got the chance to interview the guy? Wanted to ask him a real question instead of just suck up to him?
6: Yeah, how are you holding up is a uh, is a real suck up and. Uh, uh I actually was giving him a hot stone massage. That's <laughs> sounded that way <laughs> as we were doing it. Did. You know, it's it's interesting to hear you talk about. I felt the my responsibility you. to the. You know, I, I didn't realize that, and maybe this explains quite a bit. You know, the opportunity is that the, opportunity. the news organizations look to Comedy Central for their cues on integrity. <laughs> so, right. um, no, what, what I would suggest is, when you talk about you're holding politicians' feet to the fire, I think that's disingenuous. I think you're, how are you holding up? I mean, come on! You're no, no, that. no, no, no! I don't. But my come my on. role isn't. I don't well, you think you can ask him a real question, don't you think?
5: Instead of saying, you know, I don't think I have. By the way,
6: 100%. I I also asked him, you know, where you am Cambodia, but I didn't really care, because <laughs> I don't care because I think <laughs> I can it's tell. stupid. Well, but, but my my point is this: mm-hmm. if your idea of uh, confronting me is that I don't ask hard hitting enough news questions. We're in bad shape fellas we're here to love you, not confront well, you no yeah, no, I no, promise. but but no, what i'm, I'm saying nice. is is this i i'm not i'm here to to confront you because we need help from the media, and they're hurting us
1: i think it's it's crazy to hear this, and the reason that I started with this is a because he is on c n n at the time, so uh for me it it I wanted to get a little bit of his career prior to what we've come to know him in recent history as like the host of the most watched uh, new show on cable. <laughs> um, but it is uh, it. One of the things that I think is so interesting about starting with this specific interview is that what John Stewart is saying in 2005 is what we're saying now, only we're saying it in the past tense that like they've been fucking us and mm-hmm. he, he's saying it, but at least from where we are now at a place where had they fucking fixed this shit
4: yeah they've been like like we're super frustrated with partisanship but uh so was john this yeah. is not a new thing we're just like just now realizing it for some reason well i've been harping on it for about 3 years or so and i think you in the last year
1: yeah i like yeah it's it's not a good place to it's not a good place to be. It's just but it is crazy to hear because, you know, where we're going in this episode. So to hear John Stewart at the front of it being like, hey, you guys are being too partisan. And to know where
4: Tucker Carlson pr- pr- progresses uh, is just it, the crazy it, thing is like that was his downfall at CNN. But then he's just like, I'm going to Fox and I'm just going to get more and more partisan. Yeah, <laughs> I think you're a good comedian. I think your lectures are boring. Let me ask you. Let
5: me yeah. ask you a question on the news.
6: Now this right. is theater. I mean it's it's it obvious. No, no, it H- how old are you? Thirty-five. And you wear a bow tie. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, this is I know I know, you're so right. a let me just go. Now come on. And
5: come listen, on. I'm
6: not I'm not suggesting that you're that... not you're not a smart guy because those are not easy to cut. <laughs> but the is that this you're doing theater when you should be doing debate which would be great well, you do deb- No, it's not, not honest. honest what you do it's is not honest what you do is partisan hackery and I'll, and I'll tell you, you why I, I know You have
5: on your show and you sniff his throne and you're accusing us of partisan hackery? Absolutely. You're
6: You've a, got to be kidding man. You're on CNN. You really say. My, the show that leads into me is puppets making crank phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with you? The,
3: the situation I see it as is like because John Stewart was the second host of the of that show yeah there, i don't remember the original show craig ferguson uh, yeah thank you so craig their whole thing was like we're supposed to be doing comedy but the the pundits and the people on cnn and fox are so terrible at their job we're gonna have to do a little bit of their job just right. so someone's doing it yeah and yeah. so we're sneaking a message to the people trying to get a laugh our, and then he goes on crossfire and tucker carlson's like hey why aren't you doing our jobs better
1: yeah like, no shit fuck you i shouldn't have to be doing them at all yeah That's what was so crazy, too, because one of the biggest criticisms that I can remember as a teenager and like in my early 20s is of my generation was that we got our news from Jon Stewart because we
4: grew up. Yeah, we weren't going to watch the news. We were definitely watching Comedy Central, But
3: because we grew up. Stephen Colbert actually covered the news more. John Oliver covers the news more today than Tucker Carlson does in a year.
1: Absolutely, and it's the same style. Yeah, and And he's a comedian. He's not a, like... And uh, honestly, thank God for people like Jon Stewart and Stephen Colbert and John Oliver and all of the people involved with The Daily Show in the era that we grew up with it because it allowed us to immediately, like, as soon as we got into politics and we got into watching the news at an age where we would watch the news, we knew it was bullshit because yeah. we watched comedians well, do it and we were like, they seem more heartfelt than these guys.
3: Well, and comedians, right? like, why wouldn't comedians cover it? it? It's a, like, politics is a goldmine of fucking bureaucratic when red Lewis tape and no sense. Cent- going you know, on
4: his rants about politics, yeah. like, that's when I really like, started paying attention. Yep. Yeah. And he's like, I, like, the whole time I'm just sitting there like, he is absolutely not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, John Stewart goes on,
6: you know, the interesting thing that I have is so, okay. you have a responsibility to the public discourse and you, you fail miserably, school, I think you need to go to one. The, yeah. the thing that I want to say is when you have people on for just knee jerk reactionary talk. Well, I thought you were going to be funny. Come on. Be funny. No, no, I'm not going to be your monkey. Um, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. I watch your show every day. And it kills me I can tell you what, it's it. so oh it's so painful to watch um, <laughs> y- you know. Because we need what you do. This is such a great opportunity you have here to actually get politicians this really off of their marketing anyway. and strategy. Yeah, it's someone who watches your show and cannot take it anymore. I just can't. What's it like to have dinner with you? It must I'm be excruciating.
5: Scru- do you like lecture people like this, or do you come over to their house and sit and lecture them? And you know they're not doing the right thing; that they're missing their opportunities, evading their responsibilities. If
6: I think that's they exactly are, that's exactly what you do. You're evading God, your responsibilities. I would not eat with you, man. That's horrible. I know, and you won't. <laughs> I love that.
3: <laughs> I love how you can just see Tucker Carlson being like, I'm in deep shit. I'm going to keep trying to interrupt and crack jokes that's, because... That's his whole game. That's what I thought we were doing this whole time.
1: That's One of the hardest parts about prepping this episode was watching all of the videos, because when Tucker Carlson isn't talking, which is way less of the time than when he is talking... His facial expression is one of, like, he's confused, but he knows that's a train coming at him. Like, it's- Someone described it as someone, like, looking at a Sudoku puzzle while taking
3: a shit is what his face always looks like. I
1: feel like, I feel like (laughs) the whole time I was watching it, it, I thought, like- Talk, when he wasn't talking it was like tucker just shit his pants like and now he doesn't know what to do he's on camera he can't move he can't like there's no one that can come in and help him and he's just like sitting in it and feeling it and he's just like <laughs> <and> he's <laughs> like what did no, i have I'd... corn for breakfast this morning <laughs> you... come on <laughs> the guests are only eight feet away from me they're gonna know like my uh,
3: pro- the, the smell is wafting to my producer
1: now ate all that <laughs> hot sauce last night yeah <laughs> Uh, this is the last clip that I have from the undoing of Crossfire, um, but I, I I I really appreciate John Stewart as both uh, the host of the Daily Show for what he allowed my generation to see, like to to immediately I... get into the game and see through the bullshit, but.
3: I go ahead. Oh, uh, I was just going to say, uh, John Stewart has done more for the American public on his uh, in his tireless efforts to get the 9 11 first responders proper health care. Yeah. Than Tucker oh, Carlson yeah. has done yep. his entire career. Yeah. For any country. 100%. Cause. Like
1: Um, John Stewart has also done a ton for us just because of the people he's given up, he's brought to like Samantha B comes from The Daily Show, John Oliver comes from The Daily Show, uh, Steve Carell and Stephen Colbert come from The Daily Show. Like, yeah. he has given us a lot. Of people in comedy um, and in pop culture and uh, like and I just I don't know I very much appreciate what John Stewart has done for pop culture um, and and this clip I thought was just really uh, a cherry on top of this conversation
6: but let me ask uh, you guys again a question because we talked a little bit about you know you're actually doing honest debate and all that but after the debates, where do you guys head to right afterwards the room. Right after that. Right, home. Spin Alley. Home? No, Spin Alley. What are you talking about? You mean at these debates? Yeah, you go to Spin Alley, the place called Spin Alley. Mm -hmm. Now, don't you think that for people watching at home, that's kind of a drag? That you're literally walking to a place called Deception Lane? Like, it's... Spin alley. It's don't don't you see? That's the the issue I'm trying to talk to you guys. No, I actually believe I had a lot of friends who worked for President Bush. Mm-hmm. Uh, I we, went to college with neither summer. of us was ever they, in the spin room. Actually, no, well, I did. I went to Larry King They actually believe uh-huh. what they're saying. They want to persuade you. That's what they're trying to do by spinning. But I don't doubt for a minute these people who work for President Bush, who I disagree with, and everything. But they right. believe that stuff, John. This is Here, not here's a lie think, or deception at I think all. They, they believe, believe I think they believe just like I believe in my guy. I think they believe President Bush would do a better job. And I believe the Kerry guys believe President Kerry would do a better job. But what I believe is they're not making honest arguments. So what they're doing is, in their mind, the ends justify uh, John, the means. I, I, I hate this show so, so at all. I, I mean, do think you're more fun on your show. Uh, That's my opinion. But can, can okay, Zach, yeah. John
5: Stewart goes one you know You're to as big a dick on your show as questions. you are on any show.
1: <laughs> that was that was nothing compared to like the person that Tucker Carlson is. That's great because we're sitting here listening to Jon Stewart push back on him. So we have a voice in the room through Jon Stewart. But when you, when you look at, I bet that Tucker. was
3: one of the last times he allowed that. Like Once he got his own show, he's not going to allow someone no. to come on. Like I bet
1: John Stewart hasn't been back. What's, he's oh, not debating anybody. What's crazy to me uh, is that he worked for both CNN and MSNBC. I think that the reason it's crazy to me is because in the partisan uh, political climate that we have become used to over the last decade especially, um, we think of Fox as the right-wing news station – Uh, We think of MSNBC as the left-wing news station, and that's because these are talking points that each side has been throwing at each other forever, but the fact that, like, Fox News would never hire Anderson Cooper, like, they would not hire Rachel Maddow. The fact that both CNN and MSNBC—MSNBC, not NBC, like, the left-wing version of NBC— hired somebody like T- Tucker Carlson to me says that it's not it either a hasn't always been as partisan as it is now or it's not actually as partisan as we as a, as the shit that we throw at each other says that it is
4: I don't know I think now yeah. it's it's definitely as partisan maybe a little less but uh back then obviously not they would have never hired Tucker.
1: No, it, it's crazy, too, to listen to some of the, uh, l- when I was going through clips, to listen to some of the uh, arguments that they were having at the time, like, during the Bush years and whatever, because, like, now those problems just see and, and, like, we were in the middle of, we were in the beginning of a fucking war, like... The one we're still in. The one yeah. we're still in, but, like, dude, it just seems like if I could go back to 06 and have those problems, like, <laughs> you know, like... I don't know we like we have a we have a fragile democracy now that didn't seem to be as fragile when I was watching the early clips or at least the like CNN era clips of of Tucker Carlson's career um here's an interesting uh clip from MSNBC when Tucker had his show and Rachel Maddow is a guest on his show um in this clip and because she does she has not started working for MSNBC yet. Which was just interesting to me to see this dynamic of this guy who is like the biggest right wing guy present day on the liberal station talking to arguably one of the most left wing uh pundits that would go on to take his time slot essentially yeah um and but they didn't seem what was cool Two ab- ships
3: crossing in the night <laughs> what
1: was cool to me about it though honestly um was that while they were definitely in disagreement and on different sides of the aisle they seemed to have like a still like a working relationship where it was like okay I don't agree with your point but like I don't hate you and that in 2021 it feels like, like, I don't think this conversation could ever happen again, especially based on the topic. This is about, uh, this is definitely on along the lines of gay rights, and Rachel Maddow is uh, is uh, open to homosexuals.
5: Nights on the Radar segment comes to us from Port Washington, Wisconsin. High school students there were recently asked to complete a sexual orientation survey. The survey included questions such as, quote, if you have never slept with someone of your same gender, how do you know you wouldn't prefer it? And what do you think caused your heterosexuality? The well, parents, they are mad, and they're asking, is this an appropriate topic for the classroom? Why are teachers talking to their kids about sex? Could help us answer that question from Air America Radio, Rachel Maddow? She joins us tonight from New York. This is high school, right?
1: This is high school. Yeah. Uh, teachers
3: teach, sad. and one of the things they teach about is sex. I can answer that. It's very simple.
1: Yeah, here's one of the Why things. Why are teachers talking to my kids about subjects? It, well, that's what they do, Tucker. One of his plays. And I think we'll make the point before the end of the episode is that he what he loves to do is he loves to find one example of something that either could be spun in a way where it makes it sound like it's happening all over America. But and but he'll he'll tell you that it's happening all over America because he finds one one, high school and one extreme, and we're gonna go through several of Tucker's extremes. Also, can we
3: just ask about those questions they're asking kids? Are those bad questions to ask? As a fourteen year old I had the thought of like, Why am I straight? Like, is it because I prefer it? Is it because of evolution? Like most kids have that question on their own. That's not a bad thing. That's
1: just like doing a little self reflecting.
4: Yeah. How is that bad? No and and uh, yeah I most kids will have that moment like just because spon- what he's imp- spontaneously in their head What he's right. implying
3: is that they're they're going to subtly influence the way they think is like oh you're not straight you're actually gay and that's how they're recruiting people that's
1: what he's getting yeah. at. Well and the, it, the it, underground it, gay army has right. taken over <laughs> it, it also falls in line with gays are either worse than us or lesser than us because we wouldn't want that to happen even right. like or you're not born gay you're because, created like by, uh, by some sinister cabal c- of teachers right you no know? come on people like tucker carlson and sean hannity and that ilk would not give a shit if there was a straight army recruiting gay kids to to be straight like mm-hmm. it wouldn't be a conversation on their fucking they radar. would have
3: they would have a question if teachers had posed the question of like why do you believe in the religion you believe in? Yeah, 100%. and kids were like, "Oh, it's because my parents believed in it, and yeah. because of our country." You know, like that would they would hate that because like that's that's it's crumbling their whole
4: like fucking facade. Some philosophy teachers will ask questions like that. Yeah, that's not it, even. It's, it's, it's not teachers are supposed I, I, I to pose questions. I don't it's very questions. common across most of the United States. Yeah,
3: but as a, I mean, I don't have kids. You guys have not kids. Not in high school anyway. You professors, might professors.
4: Professors will definitely ask those questions.
3: And you might be better equipped to answer this as people who have multiple children. I don't have any. That like, but if if my kid came home and that was a question they'd be asking, I'd be like, I don't know, what does that make you think? Right. That's not like to me, that's not like them warping your mind and no, opening it. It
4: would lead I've already had similar conversations like
1: that with my stepdaughter. Right. Yeah. It would lead to conversations. I don't, it, but it I wouldn't, wouldn't be something that I would say. I wouldn't be, be
3: worried of. that I'm gonna suddenly change the sexual orientation of my child if I if I bring into their head right. why are you straight. I <laughs> think
4: the thing is like she asked those questions to right. us. And that's and I'm why I'm just going to answer them. I think right.
3: that's probably why the teachers are asking them because, like, some of these kids are already asking these questions. The rest of them are going to be soon. Why right. don't we talk about? Them Not as only a group? that,
4: but there's in high school there's guidance counselors. If kids are going to their guidance counselors with these questions all the time, the guidance counselors are going to suggest to the principals, hey, "Hey, maybe we need to talk about this." Yeah, put yeah. this
1: in the curriculum. Uh, yeah, I think Rachel Maddow does a good job of uh, of handling this, um, but it's very clear what. Audience Tucker Carlson is talking to you and trying to get a rise out of. Hey, Rachel, welcome.
7: Hi, Tucker. You do not look a day over 45. Happy (laughs)
1: birthday. I've said it before, I'll say it again.
5: Thank you, Botox. Um, This is propaganda. I mean, this is the definition
7: of propaganda. Wow. And I don't think it was a place in the classroom. Why do you think these teachers uh, allowed this d- this survey to be distributed? Why do you think the student group distributed this question? Because I
5: think they have um, strong beliefs about gay rights, which may or may not be right or morally justified. I'm not even taking a position on that. I'm, but they have a they have a point of view, and they're imposing it on the kids. And I think that that's wrong. I think it would be wrong if they imposed their point of view on abortion or the death penalty or gun control or any other political uh, or. Widely disputed social issue, but when it's about sex, it's particularly creepy. If I walked up to a high school student or an underage person and started asking him about his sex life or her sex life,
8: to go to jail for that
3: here's the thing if you walked up to them and started talking to them about the, the fucking orbit of the planets I think you were creepy too because that's not the proper setting to talk to a kid about that
1: 100% like yeah he's making a Copernicus that's was a an false, idiot that's a false equivocation <laughs> 100% he, yeah. he makes them like that's his game if, if, false if he walked up to a
3: 15 year old and was like do squat thrust now I was like no you're not a fucking gym teacher and this isn't a gymnasium this is the that's creepy right the, yeah you idiot you'
4: an aggressive, weird stranger, yeah, uh and they'd
3: also like I love that he's like, I'm not even saying they're if they he's assuming that they have these beliefs on like they support gay rights and stuff,
1: and that's why they're asking the questions
3: right, but, but they're like he that's a huge jump right to think that they're all asking that's he also the reason they're asking he
1: it. also doesn't give any context other than high school questionnaire what i would what I would be interested in just. Like, and I don't think that it needs to be part of his segment, so I don't think he is, like... But without any context, we... You, the three of us, even assume that like that was passed out in a homeroom or something, but it was probably part of a health class or a biology class or somewhere where it would uh, fucking makes sense in the curriculum. I'm pretty sure, right. some
3: Schools do offer that. Yes.
1: Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel Maddow goes on.
7: This is this is a social studies class. This is a questionnaire that's aimed to get at basically basic questions of gay rights. Clearly, you would admit that gay rights should be discussed in a social studies class.
5: I think gay rights as a historical phenomenon, sure, well, but it's I don't a, think it's a huge. Take a position on gay rights. No, I it's don't. It's a
7: huge contemporary political issue. Thanks to, you know, Karl Rove and Ken Melman and people like you getting all fire and brimstone about it. Gay rights is a huge co- contemporary political and social Actually, drama. I don't
5: think I've ever gotten fire and brimstone well, with gay rights. I'm not even against gay rights. I just right. I am totally, and I, I don't do a lot of gay issues on this show, and I don't beat up on gay people on this show, but well, I do beat up on gay activists who impose their agenda on children, and well, that's listen, what's happening here.
7: this is not gay activists imposing an agenda on that's anybody, and neither was the Easter egg roll with gay people showing up to participate in that either, and oh, you definitely got fire and brimstone that. about that. But that's not this
1: issue. Let's, let's, get, let's get back to this. First of all, I'm going to pause it there just because I love that. Like he, she calls him out on some shit, and he's like, "Yeah, but that's not a, this issue." Let's continue. Yeah. To One of his favorite things to do is ask nothing to see here. <laughs> he'll ask 79 questions in a, in like a sentence, so that like. If I'm the guest, I'm like, what am I supposed to be... It's a way yeah, to which, trap the person Which into, question do you want me to answer
4: you didn't in what answer? order? Do
3: you yeah. think America has gone too far in the wrong direction? And if so, this. And then if
1: that, this. And then if like... At
4: yeah. what
3: point? Which, which part of that question well, am I supposed to be Where's the finality? Addressing?
1: And it, it's a trap. Because no matter how the guest response to that he's going to be like well you didn't answer the question you're off topic yeah. you didn't answer the whole question succinctly right yes we have w- you th-
7: read the questions on the questionnaire i have read the questions on the questionnaire and i have taken questionnaires like this in the past these things have been around for a very long time i know
5: i've seen them too and i was offended that i'm offended now have you ever slept with someone of your same gender how do you know you wouldn't prefer it I don't know, if a teacher asked my kids who they were sleeping with, suggested maybe they get together with someone of their own gender, or someone of a different gender, I think I'd go to school and punch the teacher out because I think that's just so wrong.
7: Tucker, here's what's going on. You hear something that's about gay rights and you think it's about sex. This is the same thing. this is about sex. They're saying, who have you slept with? It's about sex. these things have been around for a long time. You know what this is. You're smarter than what you're saying right now. What you know this is, is this is a walk a mile in my shoes exercise, right? I, as a gay person, have constantly been asked in totally inappropriate Venues. What do you think caused your homosexuality? When did you first decide that you were homosexual? Okay, but if you haven't slept with a man, how come you know that you're, you're, gay? you're missing the key discussion thing here? Rachel. All the time.
4: That's such a good point. Uh, before eighties like, and nineties, I'm pretty sure there was camps where you'd send your kids so they could try to pray the gay away. I do. Oh, they're
1: still. They're still around. Yeah, I do love that. That point that she makes because... That no
3: one ever gets offended when I'm asked this question in public around yeah. people. Yeah. Like, well, when be- did you realize you were gay?
4: Because you're the minority. Have you, you ever
3: been with a man? Do you know? Right. Like, yeah. That's the exact same question they're exactly.
4: asking. Exactly. Yeah. 100%. Except with a lot 100%. of less text. They'd be like, must, have had, must not have had a good man type yeah, thing. Right. fucking mentality. Yeah. Bullshit.
3: You, you may
5: be asked those things by people in your life. If you were asked those things by your social studies teacher, I'd be the first to jump up and say, hey, Mr. Social Studies teacher, knock it off. It's not your place to ask Rachel Maddow about who she sleeps with, okay? No. Because that's the difference. This is a teacher doing this, a teacher pushing his or her
7: agenda on little kids. Knock it off. On little kids. This is a high school, cl- yeah, they're a high school class. They're underage. They
3: can't vote. They can't drink. Most of them can't drive. Yeah, they're kids. Talk- that's such a, like... He's Does he have a problem with um, the army going and recruiting? Because they were all over making kids do fucking push-ups it also t-shirts in my high school. Age,
4: right? It, it didn't specify what age yeah. these kids were. No. like but These could have been juniors or seniors. You're also talking about case, high
3: schoolers. They could be 17. Some of them could yeah, have fucking or kids.
4: 18. Possibly even you know, 19.
3: You could be talking to someone, a pregnant woman, like a pregnant 17-year-old. Right. If yeah. you're asking her about, like, that's not an inappropriate... Clearly she's
4: had sex. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's one of the You're things. You're not breaking her innocence. Trust me. That's a, that's one of the things that uh, that bothers me the most when the right wing people. First of all, I don't understand why right wing people. I think that right wing pundits don't like educators because when. Like, because I think you are taught to be more liberal because being more liberal well, is being I mean, more I don't, correct. I don't know like, that this yeah. is 100%. I would it have means to do you have to research. change your worldview occasionally
4: yeah, right. when you find I, something that you. Di- used to disagree with, now yeah. new evidence you agree with it.
3: I think if you look at the Venn diagram of homeschoolers and right-wingers, there is a huge overlap. I think most people who are homeschooled are on the right side of the political spectrum, which is why they homeschool, because they don't like the schools teaching their kids it, about things it, they don't appreciate. It might be an like, even
4: split, because there's a lot of hippies that were homeschool parents. I guess, and this,
3: this is why I say I need to do research, because this is from my personal experience. Everyone I've known that's been homeschooled oh, yeah. has yeah. had very right-leaning parents,
4: yeah. and it was if, always if a religious if you go further out or in rural communities, um, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I've never... <laughs> it's funny. Their, I, their everyday book is the Bible. Right. Not, not that, saying that's, that's a you... bad thing, but you should probably learn from other sources. Oh, right. Yeah. There, there yeah. Are especially textbooks. when textbooks you're talking about science. There's not very much science or, in the Bible. Uh,
3: you know, like, language arts. Like, are you really qualified to teach your kid about Mark Twain? How do right. we get an expert in here?
4: Like, I, I think on? I maybe read like two Mark Twain books. So, yeah, absolutely not. Uh, yeah. One of my favorite things this
1: happened in a uh, recent time, but uh, my mom called me one day asking about like uh, the science behind the vaccine or whatever. She told me that she called her church or whatever. And I was like, that's, that's not the. Those aren't the people you lean on. You don't call your doctor when, you know, when, F- it, when you're funny having enough, like I religious had, advice. Yeah, you know, funny
4: enough, I had people in my church asking me about science behind the vaccine, which is fine because well, you know, I do science. You for are a scientist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. a scientist. Yeah, you're a scientist. That, that makes sense. sense. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, if Someone
3: in my church is a doctor. I might go like, Hey, what a, is it I need to get this rash looked at. Right, you know, yeah. like that's <laughs> fine. This infected. To you? But I wouldn't yeah. ask the
1: preacher. He'd Be like, What do you think? I'm not. I'm not gonna call Pizza Hut tonight and be like, okay. What are my listen, stock options my here? son <laughs> my son might be possessed. So like what are your feelings? Do you think demons are real? Or like Can you uh can you get an exorcism
3: over here in 30 minutes or less? Here's one I of the, can give you extra cheese. We're gonna uh, we're going
1: to We can put garlic on it. I think that drives away some of them. <laughs> now we're gonna jump uh about uh eight years or so. Um, because I just I just wanted to give you a little idea of what Tucker Carlson was like on both of the liberal stations. He was exactly the same. Still, he a dick. He, he was not different, which I actually uh, might go to his favor about. It. Like he's not a fraud. He was at least at this point at if based is, on only st- this well, evidence. I
3: guess if he is, he's been working the same fraud for twenty or thirty years. Which right to applaud.
1: He's not. He's not jumping though based on. Who's paying his check? Like he is, he uh, right, he did not become paid a, by a liberal news. He, I don't think right. he
3: became a Trump supporter. I think Trump became a Tucker Carlson supporter and started aping a lot of white. him and Hannity well, were saying. I
1: think Tucker Carlson. I, in fact, I know Tucker Carlson was one of the early guys like Sean Hannity was to, but. Tucker Carlson at the time didn't have the same platform as Sean Hannity did. He was just a a correspondent who was coming in on guest spots and shit. But Tucker Carlson also saw the same writing on that same wall that Sean Hannity did and was like, if I support this guy and he wins... I'm fucking made it's a stock play like he that's that was who we bought he, stock yeah. in he bought low in the hopes that,
3: hopes that that would explode
1: and it and it worked and I would say that I would say that there's a reason that Tucker Carlson's show debuted on the date that it his primetime show debuted on the date that it did uh because I don't know that it would have debuted had Donald Trump not won the election. here's the saddest thing that i will ever deal with in my life because it will be a reoccurring sadness now every year on my birthday i will know that it's also the anniversary of fucking tucker carlson's (laughs) show hey remember this day
2: november 14 2016 it's going down in history as the day tucker carlson premieres his brand new show starting at Soon, at 7 o'clock right here on the Wee-wee. Fox News channel. third Anything himself? could no, happen this is Brian is Kilmeade. Oh, that the is, okay. The star of Tucker Carlson Tonight, named before he was named as host. Tucker, congratulations <laughs> on getting oh, the
1: show. It's good to hear, hear Kilmeade's voice. Yeah, Tucker, Tucker is going to set up his show and what it's going to be about now. And if you can not laugh at this, then, because, like, come on, you know where it's going.
2: But, Tucker, how excited are you? I know you've been through this before, but how excited are you right now?
5: Oh, I'm totally excited because the context of it, I mean, it's not just a TV Did show. Someone it's it's a reaction talking? against what we is just saw <laughs> in the past year and a half, which is the press falling down in its basic obligation, which is to be a watchdog against people with your sure money and him, power he's over this. you. And they to decided that they identify more strongly with certain politicians than with their readers or viewers. It's like all falling apart. And so I hope to just recapture some of the basics, like, you know, challenge people on their power. Pierce pomposity, crush smugness, you know, just like the normal things you're supposed to do if you're a journalist, no? He doesn't
1: challenge anyone. Piercing pomposity. No, he doesn't challenge anyone. I think he challenges himself. Like... I think he is challenged. (laughs) I think (laughs) think he is. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I just, like... He's a... The i the idea that he's going to come in and he's going now to be fair to Tucker Carlson, anyone that's getting a new show is going to say the same thing. I'm pretty sure that we said the same thing on episode oh, yeah, one of this. We're here, for, like yeah, he's pimping you have high-minded him. ideals of what you wanted to be about. Yeah, like, you gotta pimp it as such. But come on, like, have you seen your? tapes like there is already an archive tucker like you did wear that bow tie it does exist we know who you are dick to your face and you laughed about it right because you were so uncomfortable yeah because you're you're a bitch um here's the excerpt from his uh from his inaugural episode happy birthday to me
5: well good evening and welcome to tucker carlson tonight The theory that Russia won the November election for Donald Trump through some vague meddling so dominates cable news right now that it's worth summing up exactly what we know and what we don't know about that story. As of today, there is no evidence that the Russian government tampered with voting machines or hacked any votes in November. There is no evidence that Russia collaborated with Donald Trump or his campaign to win the election. There is no evidence that Russian propaganda swung a single vote away from Hillary Clinton. There is, in other words, no reason to believe that Russia changed the course of American political history. There's, lots There's of merely innuendo in and conspiracy-mongering and connecting probably Conspiracy irrelevant dots. Mongering. Lee Harvey Oswald <laughs> yeah, spent time in Mexico say. City? Okay, but what does that mean exactly? Nothing significant that we know of. So why does this story persist, indeed grow by the day? One reason is that organizations like NBC News, and particularly its cable outlet, MSNBC, have gone to remarkable lengths to keep it alive. Ever see their programming? It's hour upon hour of segments like this.
0: Rachel Maddow continues to investigate the Trump-Russia connection,
7: exposing the details. The Trump campaign didn't just benefit from Russia interfering in our presidential campaign. The point of this is they colluded. They helped. They were in on it. The
2: reporting shows a disturbing pattern of rolling disclosure among the presidents in her circle when it comes to their contacts with Russia. Because of Russian interference in our election. I have to say
7: tantalizing evidence of some kind of collusion continues continuing influence in our country like not just so during the shit. campaign but during right. the administration basically signs of what could be a continuing yes. operation
5: with well it turns out there's more than a little irony here complaints from nbc about election meddling given that company's conduct over the past six months that is a bit
1: rich so uh <laughs> yeah that that should have been the fucking freudian slip yeah uh, I- <laughs> But Almost do a T. Here's 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 the deal, and the only reason that well, first of all, that's his that's his inauguration into his primetime gig. Uh, so I felt like we should see how he started off. Um, right in on the Russian thing, Trump isn't even sworn in yet at this point. This is November fourteenth, two thousand sixteen. Yep. This is uh, ten days, ten days after the election. Um, so like right in on the Russian collusion thing, uh, he goes on to talk about how the Access Hollywood tape was archived by NBC, so they must have been the ones that threw it out to the Washington Post. Whatever. Uh, the, he is. For me, it's such a flat open because it's what Hannity's been doing forever. It's what Glenn Beck did for the last few years. It's what O'Reilly did him. It's what works. Yeah, it, this I is guess what so. Gets I for guess them. so. Uh, for
3: me. I love that he asked, like, have you seen what they do on NBC? You know your viewers don't. You he, know you're about yeah. to edit, it, like, what? you're going to play scary music yeah. over select clips. Yeah. He's, <laughs> you know they're not going to turn over they the do and be even, like, let me
1: look. They don't even know that you worked for them. Yeah. Like. <laughs> You know, I I don't know. If he really, cause if he really wanted to talk
3: about how they're evil, he'd be like, "I worked there. I know how the beasts work." You know, like well, he doesn't. I bet he doesn't bring that up very often, and, and not very I often. Did lots of
1: espionage by myself. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I was Noah in the fucking whale's belly. I am it. Q. <laughs> <laughs> like I know all of it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I one thing I I I tried to do when I prepped this episode is I I'm afraid of. Especially when we get into these guys who are uh, currently relevant. Currently relevant. A lot of them are relevant because of the Trump years, uh, because of what they did and the yep. way that they. So what I don't want to do is just play the Trump years over and over and over and over again to where I'm just telling you the same story of how everyone handled Trump. So I tried to like just jump around a, a little bit with Tucker Carlson about like where does he fall on things. Like, just period. Where does he fall? Like, what are his positions on things? Uh, so it will have, like, we'll weave in and out of the of Trump because he will become relevant to the point at times. Um, but hopefully this doesn't feel like we are just following Donald Trump's presidency through Tucker Carlson. One of the things that I thought was nice. Very for, hard to avoid. It, it is. Well, a lot of these guys, Carlson and marjorie taylor green and sean hannity like they only exist because trump exists in the way that we know him now in 2021 yeah. like if if donald trump wasn't as divisive and if they didn't jump on that bandwagon like they don't exist yeah, they rode the wave yeah uh, So, but this is something that I think you could probably expect from any host on, on Fox News. The
5: Democratic Party was for years the party of the middle. It was the party of the middle class, working people. They always bragged about it. And they were honestly, they were right. It's now, and the numbers bear this out, the party of the rich and well-educated and the party of the poor. People are wholly dependent upon government. That's not a stable coalition, but it doesn't even seem to me that they're even trying to get the middle class. They're mocking the middle
1: class. Okay. So, for context the reason what he is where that clip comes from is a conversation where he is talking about how hillary clinton lost the midwest uh to donald trump in 2016 i don't think that it's fair to say that all of anyone is any side and what he is saying is that because the middle class, or because the Midwest went to Donald Trump, that all of the middle class are conservative voters now. Yeah, now ignoring we, the
3: fact that three million more people went for Hillary, that Russian uh, like propaganda played a part. Right. Well, and we would see how it would play out. And if, all if in the, years in the, later, in the in the, in the last <coughs> five years, we've all seen every race has been close. It's all been forty-eight to fifty-one percent. Right, there's not
1: been a blowout race unless like someone's running unopposed. I mean, the the furthest gap is in in votes is biden trump yeah. they
3: but uh, like people like Tucker Carlson likes to they love to play this double standard of we're so divided we're so divided but at the same time being like well the entire Midwest because they voted for Trump they're tired of these pc games like you yeah. can't have it both ways we can't be mega divided and then everyone's also agreeing and that you're right
4: the the voter like party lines don't stand class by class There's, right. There's poor Republicans, there's poor Democrats, mm-hmm. yeah. there's working class Republicans, working class Democrats, well, cons- yeah, so c- on and so consider forth. Consider the majority
3: yeah. of most of the political movements in this
1: country are made of poor people, right? or middle class, like, yeah, they're every, you know. Yeah, well, and it would have to be that way, because if all poor people were anything, then the country would just always be that. There yeah. are yeah. way more fucking poor people than there is 1%. yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Um ergo one (laughs) percent like it kind of goes it kind of goes with the fucking fraction um yeah so here's a couple of weeks later and we're still in november of 2016 i thought that this was interesting just because of what i know about the future for tucker carlson but this is tucker carlson on jill stein calling for a recount in the 2016 election
2: i wonder what tucker carlson did over the thanksgiving vacation
7: well, let's uh, ask
2: him. Tucker, what'd you do? I just drank Bud Light waiting for that
5: yeah. special gold. <laughs> <laughs> <guy>. <laughs> no, I drink Buckler. No, I went fishing in Florida, as always. Come oh, on.
1: Fantastic.
7: Buckler is a great non-alcoholic beer, yes, isn't it? Yes, it
1: That's is. I didn't even know it existed. Okay, so the only reason that I left that, that part of this in, because it's not important, but... He's on, he's making an appearance on Fox and Friends a couple of weeks after his show comes on. This is Brian Kilmeade, Steve Ducey, and, uh, Martha, I can't think of her, McCallum? I I think I might have got that right. Um... So this is the morning show where they on Fox where they sit on the fucking couch in front. With and, a coffee and, table book yeah. in front of them. And- the only reason anybody brought up Buckler is because, A, it's probably a fucking advertiser in the goddamn morning. And, B, the audience is drinking Buckler because they're old people with high cholesterol. Like, <laughs> they can't fucking handle shit. Like, th- there's... Like, I he loved He could have espoused the great, uh, like, dependency that it depends diaper. And they'd be right. like, Yep, yeah, you're right, 100%. To I, sponsor sponsored the show. I've... AARP sponsored the Right, someone. Yes. God. No shit. I just loved how quickly she shot back with, they are a great non-alcoholic beer. Like, I, yeah. you're talking to my grandpa. Like, right. I know uh, who you're talking
3: to. I've never was, even heard of Buckler. I have
1: not either. My uh, first
3: thought is, like, why is anybody drinking non-alcoholic why beer? Why are you
1: starting beef with Duels? Like, nobody <laughs> gives a shit about Duels. Like, who's going to start beef? I totally
5: what? agree. Take,
1: Take that, O'Douls. Okay, you <laughs> yeah, know, they, they might be actually
0: drinking over at uh, Trump headquarters because, uh, you know, Jill Stein has thrown an IED into the whole uh, party over there with this recount request.
5: Do yes. you really think she thinks the Russians rigged the election? Well, that's, uh, thank you for saying that because that's what it's really about. And most yeah. stories covering this don't mention that. The underlying impetus for this recount is the idea that the voting machines the electronic voting machines were somehow rigged or controlled by someone outside the government, most likely the Russians. Yeah. There are, that's a pretty big allegation. Now, yeah. I don't dismiss anything. I don't, there's no evidence of that. But, I mean, I'm open-minded. I want to see the evidence. I, this recount doesn't bother me, actually. I don't think it's likely to change the outcome. And if there's a suggestion that that happened, let's find out. Trump, meanwhile, is also making, as you know, a suggestion that the election was rigged, saying that two to three million people voted illegally. That's also being dismissed as a crackpot theory. And maybe it is, there's no evidence for that either. But both of these together, Add up to something pretty significant, which is people don't believe in the veracity of the election results on either side. And mm-hmm. that is a massive problem. I really think there needs to be some kind of investigation into the results, not to overturn them, but to reassure the rest of us that right. you know the system works. You have any idea
1: where he was at in 2020? Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: like that... singing a much different song
1: that's... Yeah, that he sounded a lot like wet ass pussy. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's not as bad as something like Lindsey Graham's like hold my words against me or whatever but it yeah. works the same way you know uh so he goes on about fraud i think brian kilmeade tries to steer him back onto the path that the the network wants to be on um but tucker Carlson, while i don't think he totally accepts that help cleans it up himself and no way. tucker
2: there's no way this recount does nothing but put more doubt more grist in the mill more yeah you more may be pe- right it just does nothing but hurt the president elect. And for Jill Stein to get traction when she didn't matter all for the last 18 months is unbelievable to me.
5: I, I think the purpose of this, on, on the, from the perspective of Jill Stein, is not to make certain that the system is one of integrity. I absolutely agree with that. And the effect might be to delegitimize in the minds of some on the left, Donald Trump, but he's already delegitimized in their view anyway. I just think we need to take three steps back and actually make certain that the average person believes in the sanctity of the system. And here's how you do that, by making sure that only people who are eligible to vote do so. Do you know how many states require, for example, proof of citizenship Mm -hmm. before voting out of 50? Zero, only one Kansas tried, and in September, that requirement was overturned by federal judges. So look, there are over 10 million people here illegally. There's obviously a massive incentive on the part of the left for them to vote, why do we have a system where they can vote? You know, uh, we have over 10 states issued driver's licenses to illegal aliens. So like there is the capacity for fraud.
1: All he's doing is just projecting his own conspiracy into the conversation. Uh, First of all, the fact that he presents that the, uh, that states don't, uh, that states don't demand, uh, verification yeah, of who you are of vote. citizenship
3: yeah. like which they do in order to get on to be able to vote you right. have to prove it you don't have to prove it when you go to vote but you right. have to prove it beforehand
4: and be put on that list his ID- i mean in missouri you need either the the mail card which is proof of residency or right. your driver's license which is which, proof and, of residency and, which
3: again and if you're going to fake this you, it cannot be overstated that one person voting twice does nothing i also think if one person is going to They would have to do it Millions of times to have an effect well, on does, any kind of election he, on any national scale.
1: He also made the point that uh, there are ten million people here illegally, and they uh, they have an incentive to vote for Democrats. Which I or love whatever. that because if you ask, like, why is it because Democrats are like they're they're easier on immigrants? They they have I think more that caring. I think that it it definitely crosses. It, it definitely is in a weird spot of like if you say that all anyone. All gays, all uh, Hispanics, all illegal immigrants, all whatever, vote for, insert whatever, whether it's Republicans, Democrats, abortion, uh, gay rights, like, whatever. I mean, you could probably say that gays vote for gay rights. Let's go ask um, uh, Milo. But, right. uh, I don't think it's always. I, I just think that you, like, I think you're the one who is making the inflammatory comment and Brian Kilmeade and Martha McCallum are going to give you a fucking pass because, like, duh. like you're on the network. You're in Why the Why aren't grip. they asking
3: him hard questions, Brandon? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, right? Uh, Why aren't they answering these five questions in a row? I
3: saw that interview. You were just talking about non-alcoholic beer. Why weren't you asking him about what really happened on his vacation?
1: Yeah, you don't have a, sh- a fucking puppet show making crank phone calls leading yeah. into you, yeah. motherfucker. I mean, look... This is a major allegation that a foreign
5: power somehow by remote controlled American voting machines, by the way, if there's any proof at all, any suggestion that that's actually true, that's a five alarm fire in the center of our democracy. I mean, we really need to get on that. It's a pretty outrageous thing to say if you don't have proof to allege or even
1: imply, which they absolutely don't. I love this too. I love all of the Fox News personalities being like, they don't have proof. They don't have proof. They don't have proof. We're just debating <laughs> it,
3: but we're also saying definitively that they're wrong. Like,
1: in, in fucking 2020, they're just like, but dead people were voting, and all of this shit was crazy, and mail-in, they can't get the mail right. Yeah, it, it's ridiculous. But Tucker Carlson fits in so well at Fox News. Like, he just, like, he knows how to hit the points. Uh, He had Bill Nye on his show and some people li- listening to the show have probably seen this clip um, because I remember when it happened in 2017 it just like blowing up on social media uh, because Tucker Carlson is not the guy to be taking on an actual scientist probably any of them probably Dr. Oz would school of fucking t- Tucker Carlson <laughs> um, but yeah definitely definitely don't fuck with Bill Nye on climate change well, Bill Nye the science
5: guy is now aspiring to a new title, Bill Nye the psychoanalyst guy. During a Facebook live event with Senator Bernie Sanders today, the mechanical engineer and TV personality said, skeptics of global warming suffer from the psychological delusion of cognitive dissonance. It's a slight bump up from last year when his, he was open to the idea of imprisoning skeptics, global warming, as war criminals. Is that the choice? Bellevue or Nuremberg? Bill Nye joins us now. Bill, it's great to see you. <laughs> That doesn't sound like science to me, Bill Nye the no, science no, guy, that sounds like something very distance. different.
0: So cognitive distance is not a delusion, it's a feature, it's human nature. So we okay. in the science community are looking for an explanation why climate change deniers or extreme skeptics uh, do not accept the overwhelming scientific evidence for climate change. And the most reasonable explanation is you have a world view and then you have evidence and the evidence disagrees with your worldview, so you deny the evidence. And then, along right. with that, you deny the authorities that are providing the evidence. Now, if you have a better hypothesis for why climate deniers uh, deny the overwhelming scientific evidence, bring it on. It's not a delusion. It's just like the fox and the grapes. Well, it's you it's can't reach the I mean, grapes, I, I, so he says there the grapes are
5: Look, people do come to every debate with preconceptions, for, and you're right about that, of course. But the essence of science is extreme, extreme skepticism. We always ought to be acting well, ourselves, is, is my hypothesis true? I'm a and member of both skeptic
0: organizations, to, Mr. Carlson, and this is, this is you uh, see, you uh, climate change denial skeptic. is denial. The evidence is overwhelming.
1: Um. I love, first of all I should say that the reason we hear sirens and shit is because Tucker Carlson, for whatever reason, is doing his show outside right now and there's like a bunch of construction going on in the background and obviously the police in the back so Why would he I, I thought it would be Bill Nye being hey. the one like being Phone no in. no it's actually tucker carlson at the top of his show he does this like snarky thing about how like oh thanks for sending your tax money here viewers uh the the elites are building up this city to look great and it's like this whole shitty right-wing bullshit and whatever. then he has to spend the rest like, of his fucking show distracting. Yeah. but then he, he spends the rest of his show shouting over fire engines and jackhammers and bill nye like he and this is a this interview is a really great example of when tucker carlson gets on his like i'm just gonna keep asking you a bunch of dumb questions and. Yeah. Row and then say that you're not answering the questions because, and you'll actually hear Bill Nye a couple of times be like, Is this the fucking question you want an answer to? <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. To what degree is climate change caused by human activities? 100%
5: of climate change is caused by human activity. Is it 74.3%? It's settled science. Please tell us to what degree human no, so activity that's is your, responsible.
0: Uh, so, the word degree is a word that you chose. But the speed that climate change is happening is caused by humans. Instead of happening on timescales of right. millions of years or let's say 15,000 years, it's happening on a timescale of decades and now years.
1: I like that Bill Nye is just, is just like breaking it down for because I think it's important for Bill Nye to be breaking it down this way for the Fox audience, yeah. Like because well, it's I mean, stuff-
4: yeah, I could give you a, a math answer, but that wouldn't make sense to you, well, right? Bill Nye, God, that's I don't
3: know why they would pick him as a guest. Bill Nye has a fucking lifetime experience of explaining very compre- like comprehensive complex.
1: Ideas, uh, ideas to, to children, children which yeah. is what they are mentally which when it is, comes
4: to climate change which is why i'm glad they picked him because this is probably, i don't know why they picked him that is,
3: should have been a red flag of like oh i mean he can he's do this. an engineer
4: he truly understands thermodynamics yeah. yeah he uh he gets a little frustrated in this last clip i'm asking you a simple
5: question about the rate of climate change so the re- you said that it would be happening but that rate has accelerated because of human activity and i'm asking oh, the word very celebrated
0: is an understatement
5: Okay, it's happening. Okay, extraordinarily just, I'm asking you a fast. simple question and because the science is settled I hope you can answer it in simple terms, which is without human activity. How long would it have taken for us to reach this level of warmth in our climate? Uh, it's not clear that it would have happened.
0: In other words, humans have changed the climate so drastically that we have th- almost certainly avoided w- another ice age. There would have been another ice age. Ain't gonna happen because if you and me
1: I I'm very pleased with Bill Knight. There's a lot that I cut out from it, and I, like I, I hate Tucker Carlson's doing the thing. I
3: hate being like, well, you settle the science. So tell me the exact percentage, seventy-five point yeah. three. And if you can't do that, that means the science is bullshit. Right? It's like, no, the science can admit is. is Adult enough to admit that we
1: don't know the answer to certain queries. It's such a weird, I don't, I will never get, with, like, the amount of science that is available on it and whatever, I don't get what is the gain of climate change denying. Like, every time, what is the
3: gain? And they're backed by, like, giant corporations that make a lot of money and dealing in dirty fuel. Like, that's it. That's
4: fair. Yeah. No, they have invested interest. Yeah. And... Every time I talk about climate change, I get super nervous for my kids' generation. Like, how, how long until Missouri is a desert? <laughs> <laughs> right? right? Or
3: fucking the it just, air isn't breathable. The fact that we have signs that are like, it's a yellow day. You can have your
1: windows open in your car.
3: Like, how fucked up is that? That yeah. we just accept that?
1: Like, Yeah.
4: No, I I don't disagree with you at all. I don't know. I, it, I saw, like, be, uh city photos. Like, not really time-lapse, but, like... Photos when they were small, like Hong Kong in 1970 something, and then Hong Kong now, and it's just an insane amount of buildings. Yeah. That are all 75 stories mm-hmm. tall. It's like,
3: that thing of like you can't see the background anymore because
1: the pollution is like
3: literally yeah. there's a fog around yeah. the city.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense to me why. I, I mean, it does. Like, I get that the oil money and shit, but like, yeah, no. If you want to come on and talk
3: about like the realistic, like, okay, well. it's... It'd be great if we could be completely renewable energy, but that's not realistic, and it costs a lot of money to convert. If you want to get into the nitty-gritty of, like, how would we do that and, right. and, and that realistic probability, I'm fine with that. But just to be like, gosh, it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. It would happen in millions of years anyway, so fuck it.
1: My favorite thing is, like, okay, I get like, I get if you're somebody who is – if tucker carlson or rupert murdoch or whoever at fox news has the vested interest in like oh well i'm buddies with fucking enron and all these energy companies and like whatever but like for people like my grandpa grandma aunts like like it doesn't make sense for you you guys aren't gaining shit off denying climate change i think to
3: them they just been sold it and they genuinely genuinely believe that it's that's just they're on the, on the right side just
1: yeah. bad science or that it's like, uh, it's overhyped. With, with how much fossil yeah.
4: fuel it costs to to make the renewable energy sources like solar panels and wind turbines like yeah now but if you make enough of that renewable energy we'll invent a way to make it Using electricity that is powered by renewable energy. And there is a whole
3: problem. I've read like articles that that I half remember about like the problem with solar energy is that we tend to build like solar panels that become outdated in a few years and then they just become garbage. They're inefficient and and then they become more of a a pollutant than you know, and that's
4: like that's the issue. It's like we need to Tucker they they have efficient solar panels, they're just really expensive to make right right now. Right now. Yeah, Tucker is really good at playing the
1: game that he needs to play, though, to go on to become the most watched uh, news uh, show on cable TV. And and like, man, he we're gonna we're gonna get into the greatest hits. This is a clip from 2017 where the new boogeyman had just emerged on the scene. Do you have any ideas?
4: Antifa. Antifa. <laughs>
5: Well, America is plagued by the specter of fascist violence and in an ironic twist, these fascists call themselves anti-fascist, Antifa. Whenever conservatives want to speak on campus or hold a rally, Antifa groups are a reliable presence and they routinely try to stamp out speech using vigilante violence, which they perversely justify as a form of self-defense. Mike Isaacson is a professor at John Jay College of Criminal Justice. He founded the Antifa group Smash Racism DC and he joins us tonight. Professor, thanks for coming on. Hi,
8: how are you doing? Thank you for driving
5: me. So, your position, tell me if I'm mischaracterizing this, is people you define as fascist do not have free speech rights.
8: No, uh, my position is that communities have the right to defend themselves against uh, groups that actively seek uh, to eliminate members of that community. D- defend themselves against violence, or defend yes, themselves against, against, against violence. I mean, we were talking about no, uh, but no, but physical violence. So yes, if I say, violence. for example, so we're talking about a history, uh, a group that has a history of enacting hate crimes. No, no, we're not. No, are no, we, we going to no. pretend like we're just we're we're suddenly uh, in this ahistorical world uh, where where oh, uh, Dylan Roof or Wade Michael Page doesn't exist, where uh, Anders. Ravik doesn't exist. Are you kidding me? No. Are you really a professor, by the way? Uh, what?
5: Uh, so here's, here's the question, though.
1: Okay. Pause. Because that's what Tucker Carlson does. Like, first He throws of all- a really quick question
4: in there. And, and, well, and let the me guy th- has to ask what?
1: Let me set this scene for you a little bit. Uh, the professor who he's talking to is a guy in his like mid twenties. So like, yeah. professor is loose. It might be a, it's
4: not. If he's a professor in his mid twenties, that means he might, got a PhD immediately. Out that's of his a Dookie Hauser situation. Yeah,
1: yeah. He, he could be in his thirties, but he's definitely a young guy. He's got like a hipster haircut that's like real curly, short in the on the sides and the back, but like real long in the front. As far as like what the he got the most hipster looking guy. Who have founded a group called I'm Smash? I'm also
4: not fully uh, con convinced that Tarko Carlson doesn't have fake characters on his show. I wouldn't totally be if like, you throughout see... all the Trump years, he always pulled on like a really ridiculous looking person. Sometimes they are repeat yes. people to be interviewed on his show. One hundred percent. If you saw the people like, that I he, watched, he got while the pulling stereotype. This? Yeah, he found the stereotype and was like. Make them on my show, right? And we're gonna have this fake debate. Yeah, uh, he it's another example of him pulling the
1: extreme one case that existed somewhere and going, "This is the example of." i have never even
4: liberals. heard of that. I've never even heard of that incident, but the most famous, like at the beginning of all the Antifa days, is Berkeley. And yeah, you, no. you
1: said that like you
4: fell for that, and I remember. Oh, I absolutely did because I was a very much so Republican leaning centrist. I was probably. In 2016, probably 2015, is when they lost me to libertarianism. Right. Like, I was no longer a Republican, and I would say that to people, that I was a libertarian. Right. And now I'm just kind of hanging out in the center, trying to figure out who makes any more sense than the other. I remember when you were still there, and, like that one of felt th- for that big time
1: because I listen to Ben Shapiro every day one of the things that I like I even remember when we were doing the devil's Advocate, when we got as recent as uh probably a year and a half ago now um when we were doing like the animal farm episode and talking like there was still Man, is that long ago? Uh, no there was no it? way that was that wasn't a year and a half ago yeah, that was probably a year ago like ten about 10 or 11 months yeah but uh when we were doing that conversation and then we did the conversation about trotsky and whatever like there was a lot because i had bought the anti-fascist handbook which is a horrible book but i wanted to know more about antifa because the right kept selling this story that like they're this black clad gang of like marauders whatever and they would try to conflate Black Lives Matter with Antifa. Yeah.
4: And there were there were so few incidents with Antifa on the scene of whatever riot was going on. So so very few incidents. Yeah. And they tried to make it sound like it was happening all over the country. Right. And they, I think and I think the thing they do of conflating Black Lives Matter with Antifa is
3: something that you also see somewhat on the left of just uh the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers. I'm like, well, if you actually get in the nitty gritty, those are very different groups who so yeah. have very different agendas. Right. They might be on the same side politically. Right. But like it's not it helps no I think one. It was a
4: convenient boogeyman that was right. still somewhat a, fresh in the mind. And there right. is a lot of
3: crossover. A lot of people who support Black Lives Matter probably do support well, Antifa. There's
1: a lot of people that are anti fascist that like won't say or anti-cop. Yeah. that won't say that they're anti fascist. Like I I would say to even like boomers who talk about Antifa like it is the boogeyman if they're on the right, uh, that like hey, do you fucking support uh, communism? No. Do you support fucking fascism? No. Then you're a fucking anti-fascist. Like, yeah. the, it is what it is. Like, it, it, it is a general term. Now, you can say that there are instances of, like, groups, but, like, I don't know. I think it's a general term. And because it's a general term, it's easy to just lump on anyone, any uh, s- civil disobedience you could say that that is Antifa, or if if you're from that perspective, where that's where you're trying to throw blame. In the and, same way, that also, you could say it's the Proud Boys. When,
4: when have you ever seen <clears throat> any sort of like actual Antifa group in the news where they weren't super skinny nerds? Right. Yeah. Like like the, all their training videos are kids that are getting picked on in high school. I just think like
1: the if the same person that's the big bad and and, Antifa boogeyman is also wearing a pussy hat, like yeah. Come on. You can't have both sides I'm, of the argument. I'm not argument.
4: trying to like fully discredit anything, but anytime they ever saw any training videos, it was kids that weren't going to do anything. Right. Yeah. This guy I I actually
1: don't mind his response, but I would say again, like the, the Tucker Carlson brought this guy on for a certain reason. He looks the way that he wants to present cuz he does look like one of those dudes. Like he looks like a nerdy dude. Who's Tucker Carlson's point is to make this guy look stupid, and and maybe he does. I'm not saying that this would be the representative that I would want up there talking about the difference between anti-fascism and like whatever. But I also don't think that he's 100 percent wrong either. Is it past statements that have espoused violence, or is it acts of violence? It's so both. could
5: you? Could you? It's okay, cool. but we're talking could about. you talking, hold on? Let me just say, finish my question. Could could you? Commit violence against me if you thought that I had a history of saying things that you imagined were violent.
8: I, I would never commit violence against you. Um, I actually, when I was younger, I was a libertarian, and I actually looked up to you when you were a libertarian. Okay, but let, let, uh, let's take me out of this. Okay. Let, let's just, I, I want to know, like,
5: the, the, the concept of self-defense is a legal concept, but it's mm-hmm. also got like, a long sure. uh, history and tradition in common law. So... The idea is if I'm hitting you, if I strike you physically, if I physically commit violence against you, you have a right to commit violence back in order to protect yourself or your property. But you're seeming to say that anybody who has espoused ideas that have at some point in history led to violence can be the subject of violence from you. You're not saying that?
8: No, I'm not saying that. Uh, What I'm saying is that I believe it is the right for communities to get together to assess what is a threat to them uh, and to defend themselves against that threat. So give me an example. Like, what public figure in America right now could be
5: shut down, could have his free speech rights taken away, and could be
8: the subject of violence under the standards you're describing? Uh, well, I mean, for instance, I, I think that the framework here of, of talking about violence as opposed to talking about preserving the very freedoms that you and I both enjoy uh, is, is a false one. I mean, ultimately, we're talking about a movement that actively advocates against all the fetters of democracy. Uh, I mean, we're talking about Richard Spencer, who uh, publishes an alt publishes an article uh, on July 28th by a man named Vincent Law, uh, where the headline was to protect free speech, get rid of democracy. Um So, I we really okay, have well, to... Okay, well, you know what? I, wait, okay, so let's let's use that example. I disagree with that. I haven't seen the piece, but it doesn't sound like something I'd agree with. It, it's not. Does <laughs> Richard Spencer have a right to speak in public? Richard Spencer is a danger to society. When he speaks in public, what he is doing, he is publicly recruiting people to his very violent movement, very violent okay, ideology. Okay, so
5: does, 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 does he have a right to speak in public?
8: I don't think he has a right to speak in public unopposed, and that is ultimately what the purpose of Antifa is, is to show well, up and
1: oppose him. I'm good with that. Like, I'm, I'm all right with that. I'm okay with Richard Spencer and people like that being opposed. I'm okay with Richard Spencer and Milo even- Ianopoulos being shut down at Berkeley. Oh, absolutely. Like, th- first of all, M- Milo Ianopoulos only goes to Berkeley to get that reaction, that's why he showed up. He wanted to get shut down. It's so that free he, publicity. Well, and he could turn it into, I'm the victim here. Yeah. Look at the big, bad, tolerant left, uh, you know, shutting me down. But fuck you. It's hate speech, and I'm okay with that being shut down. Um, in the same way that I'm okay with Donald Trump getting his ass kicked off fucking Twitter. I'm really like, curious
4: as to why it's legal to form new, like, Little societies where they're like the KKK, like what Richard Spencer did. Why is that legal? Yeah. How, right. how is it like, I, how can we look at our past and say that that's okay? That's just free speech, right? Or Gavin McGinnis, you know, somebody like yeah, that, yeah, the guy like, that created the Proud Boys,
1: yeah, yeah. Like,
3: I think that the thing I hate about that clip the most is Tucker Carlson trying to lead that guy, being like, so. Name me a person who you would have shut down, who you would enact violence just for their words. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, "We don't do that." And he's like, "We'll just name a person." Like, <laughs> yeah, just do it. And the guy can be like, "Play my That's game." That's not what you're saying. We do is not what we do. We counter protest. We like, right. They should not be allowed to talk in public without someone else there to be like they're wrong. Right? We're not saying you should like because they're saying something dangerous. You should throw stones at them. And I don't think which so. is like, what I, Tucker's I, like saying. I but.
4: feel like their point of arguing free speech. Like they wouldn't let it go, even if like we had another person exactly like Hitler, they'd be like, "Well, it's just free speech." Right. Yeah. Right. Why? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you could argue, and like,
1: you could argue that they did that with Trump. Like, knowing that,
4: knowing the histories that the, the historical evidence of what happened with Hitler and what happened with the KKK, why is it? Why is there not a ban on it? Right. Yeah. You can take things too far.
1: Well, you can't, but you can't ban but there's shit a very in this thin, country yeah. without people
3: crying My foul. Freedoms. My freedoms. freedoms. <laughs> there's also a very thin line between like, how illegal is it to say crazy shit?
1: How right.
3: illegal? How illegal? I mean, like the people who believe that Trump's the second coming of like. I don't Jesus think. Are, I don't. Like, if you get that, to
4: the point of having a movement. That's, That's when it should yeah, be illegal. Yeah, I agree. Yeah.
3: And unfortunately, I think like the like places like the FBI or the CIA and, are all too often more interested in the Fred Hamptons and the fucking Martin Luther King's and not in the Gavin McGuinnesses of the world. For, right.
4: For argument's sake, we shouldn't have an Antifa because we shouldn't need one. It's the police's job. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Antifa would agree with you. I like yeah. I should we
1: like, shouldn't be
3: here. We shouldn't like, be. Like, That's should their, their slogan. To be there, right.
4: Yeah. It's the kind it's the argument. Uh, it's the we sh- shouldn't have had to throw a bunch of British tea into Boston Harbor right, but yeah. we did. <laughs> it's, the,
1: it's the Charlottesville uh, conversation all over again. It's like well if the Tiki Torch fuckers didn't show up, Antifa doesn't show up. Now you can go down and try to pinpoint the moment where it got violent and then there is blame to be aside, assigned on both sides. That's not what Donald Trump fucking said before anybody goes there uh, but Like, you can go to an individual, but you can also say Antifa isn't here if some stupid motherfuckers with tiki torches aren't shouting, Jews will not replace us. Yeah. Like, straight up. And I don't think Antifa wants to be there. In the
3: same way that, like, I think you can look at something like the Tea Party movement, and, like, I didn't agree with its the backing behind it at the time, but like it wouldn't have existed if a bunch of people didn't feel like they were being fucked over by right. the system. Well like, and regardless of whether like For real, Q uh, now if them, it doesn't exist none of if the movement fascism hasn't hasn't like the gotten yeah. a foothold in this country. Yeah.
1: So like I told you, we're gonna hit these greatest hits. Let's look into the future a month. Um, Just to get another glimpse on uh, where does Tucker stand on the issues? I bet you have some guesses when it comes to immigration. Well,
5: with the passage of time, the rhetoric on illegal immigration on the left has become increasingly brazen and the attentions of those who espouse it are less disguised than they've ever been. So in the 1990s, Bill Clinton pledged to deport illegal immigrants. He got elected on that pledge. In the 2000s, Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton touted their efforts to secure the border. Then, as president, Obama created DACA and other programs to block deportation for certain favored illegal immigrant groups. And now, in the Trump presidency, the mask is off. The left tells us that no illegal immigrants should ever be deported, even ones who believe they crimes. Not only that.
1: that, they should be allowed to vote. No, they never said that either. They, they never know.
4: said they, should, they now, should be allowed to vote or that here's what I we should say. just keep everybody.
1: Here, here's what I will say to uh, Tucker Carlson's bullshit made up defense Uh, he, he always gets one guy right and like and maybe to your point maybe they are staged I don't know but he does have an example of what he is talking about and I will yell about it after I let you hear it
7: I do believe that we should have universal oh voting God. for everyone to ensure that everyone has a citizens of other countries. So, like, a republic. This is so you know, should be able to vote here. No racism. taxation without representation.
6: I oh,
5: believe that. Okay. That's a so fundamental So everybody of in the nation, world isn't it? who comes to the United States and buys a deck of Marlboros and pays a sales tax is entitled to vote. That's what you're saying.
6: If that person comes here to contribute to the country, let him have a say in his government. Oh,
5: Simple okay. as that. Let
1: foreigners vote. I hope the Democratic
5: Party runs on that. I think it would be a fun election.
1: Okay, so he gives an example from a guest that he has recently had on his show. The problem that I have with this is the same problem I have with all of these examples that he gives, is that you can find one extreme guy. There's always... You can look at the fucking Democratic primary field and and see the difference between somebody like Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders, and Marianne Williamson, right? Like, mm-hmm. there is always the one crazy fucking person out there that's going to say some yeah. crazy shit. And But the the, the sad fact is that they're the only <laughs> people who get on punditry
3: shows because there is no, there's no benefit from getting a rational person who's
4: going to
1: be like, I don't know, both sides kind of have points, but create, I'm concerned about this. Right.
4: Doesn't create viewership. Yep, no nope. one's going to click on that. No,
1: because like the only people that the only time you're gonna get that is when you do have a John Stewart sitting across from two guys that are opposing well, each other. Well, he's not gonna do that again.
4: No, he's not <laughs> gonna. No. <laughs> no,
1: he actually did. He he had a few bouts with Bill O'Reilly, which eventually we'll get to a Bill O'Reilly episode and we'll go
4: through those. John Stewart. John Stewart. Yeah. Oh yeah. Had, and so did Colbert had yeah.
1: uh, Papa Bear on quite a few times. I think that that was. Well, I
4: meant Carlson's not gonna do that again. Oh, oh no, 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 no 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 definitely no. <laughs> not.
1: Uh, but like, you know, you need some, even when Jon Stewart was on there being the voice of reason, he was also on there to call them out and make the point to to, like, to your point, Frank, like, of course, this is the person that they're going to put up there. And that's what pissed me off about this clip is because
3: like, he's going to bring this person in who has kind of what some might uh, say are extreme beliefs. About, like, if you, if, like, the vague notion that if you contribute to a country, you should be able to vote. Like, all right, I think that's a little extreme. Yeah. But what Tucker is doing is, like, so you believe this this other extreme thing that like only foreigners should be able to vote it's like that's not what the guy's saying. No, like, you're putting words in his mouth just like you yeah. did with your every guest you have. Yep. The Antifa guy, you're like, well, this is what you believe. No, ah, oh, that's what you believe.
1: Yeah, that's what you believe. Just say it. Just yeah. say it for the clip. And like, I guarantee,
3: if you look these clips up on on fucking Fox News or whatever, they're headlined with
1: Antifa member mm-hmm. admits that yep. speech should get you killed. Definitely. And he does the same thing again on. Uh, like gender related, like that's the. This is also anything,
4: awesome. anything gender related, I know exactly who he, he brings on. It's this one female who has like bowl cut bangs.
1: Yep. Yeah. One hundred percent. I I should have written the same her, person yeah, every time, and she's crazy as fuck. Like, she is. She looks like uh, a crazy cat lady, I'll for t- sure. I'll tell you as a liberal, like, this isn't the person I want representing me. No, he deliberately, <laughs> like, he
4: deliberately gets these characters. Yeah, so he, it,
1: he's a Rolodex where he just got like certain topics. He goes
3: through, like, abortion. These are my safe people to bring on. Like, basi- first of
4: all, if they really wanted to have, like, an honest debate, they wouldn't keep going on Tucker Carlson. No, right. not at all.
1: They're all Simpsons characters.
4: Yeah. Like, they're all Simpsons characters. They're paper characters. tigers in yep. person form.
1: Yep. Having a baby used to be a
5: straightforward proposition. You could have a boy or you could have a girl. But now there's a third option. It's called steep civilizational decline. A handful of parents across America are deliberately keeping their children's sex hidden and instead raising so-called babies. The idea is that only the children themselves should be able to decide whether they are boys or girls without any of that pesky biological reality getting in the way. It's all very confusing, like a lot of 2018 is. So, of course, we called in our interpreter of all things progressive, our liberal Sherpa, Kathy Aru, founding <laughs> publisher of Catalina magazine. That's she so insulting. Night. So, Kathy... Nobody that, that was actually for this, a real person yeah. would go but back on But doesn't this mean if you're going to raise a baby, how would you be able to change your child's diaper? Because the second you change the diaper, of course, you'd no longer be able to pretend... That there was a question about this whether this was a boy a or girl. is such a stupid
1: fucking question. <laughs> well, it's
2: not about pretending the parent definitely knows the gender. It's about not necessarily labeling the baby. It's about allowing the baby to decide what gender that baby wants to be when that baby can decide, which is around four years old. For, so, from zero to four, the baby will not be labeled. The labeling theory will not apply from zero to four years old. The baby will be a baby, neither a boy nor a girl.
1: All right, so this is a crazy idea, anyway, and like that's why he's got her on the show. We've established that. Isn't this like,
3: also a very niche idea that only a few people are, are choosing to? Yeah, uh, oh, very much so. And the ab- keyword being
1: choosing to raise their children that way. Why? Do, <laughs> like, why does
4: Tucker care what happens in somebody else's private home?
1: He because it's his because his audience cares. That's what's so funny to me about like every side does it. I know every side does it, but like I, it really frustrates me. I. F- I feel like when the left picks somebody to pick on or whatever, it's like the fucking elite and I don't give a shit, like they've had a fair shake. Uh but it does feel like Republicans when they like start picking on like, oh, you're attacking my freedoms. They it's alway, it's always it's always at the expense yeah. of a group of people trying yeah. to <laughs> trying to express their freedom. Right. I mean like this is how I choose to raise my
3: child. Yeah. I'm gonna let them have the choice. And he's like, No, you should force them. Yeah, you they should do. know they're a boy. This is completely everybody
1: should be right-handed. This, right handed. Isn't this like <laughs> almost the opposite side of the earlier sexual orientation Look, if, if questionnaire? Just, thing, if you take out like, the,
3: like if you just just mad lives the words right and you take out child's sexual orientation or sexual gender and you put in child's religious like fr- or whatever right.
1: gun control abortion he would be like, like oh no
3: you should be able to raise your child as a christian and tell them at four they're a christian you know yeah
1: like he's he doesn't
3: i don't think he actually believes any of this
1: i know i don't think he does either i think they don't th- believe in freedom to choose anything
3: no, and no not when it, At least not when it comes to something
1: that makes them feel slightly uncomfortable But they also don't believe in letting other people have freedoms Because what is, like,
3: he, what they, is he afraid it's of? It's all about Freedoms,
4: what? only for me Is only he afraid
3: that the fact that like if you don't reinforce and tell a little boy that he's a boy between one one and four He'll turn out to be a gay? Like
4: yeah. what the fuck is he th- What is his? It's like, a free country and these people I don't should get... be able to raise their children however the like, they okay, want Okay, You to. don't
3: tell a, a kid they're a boy until they're four Okay, they're still a boy And they're probably, statistically, probably still straight You know just based on numbers like what does it change yeah it doesn't anything no it gives them a little more autonomy as a child and also you shouldn't be gendering a child anyway
4: they're four it's it's frivolous to even care what some a complete stranger does with their life as long as it doesn't hurt somebody else and
1: and like we have probably given as much thought to this in these short couple of minutes as like she did when before she presented it and Like, more time put into this than the amount of people that are actually doing this. Like, I don't feel like... This isn't a popular idea. This isn't something that we've been like, oh, shit, I can't call... But my niece or nephew or their friend, right. like I have never, I've never ex- said like what a cute little girl. Ex- hey, they don't know they're a girl yet. Like no one's
3: ever no. fucking said this. I've this is never a, ran
4: into that. It's not never. a real problem. Out of everybody that I know, I've never ran into that. Yeah. So he found this, this chick a, on fucking This is a YouTube. fake non-issue. Like <laughs> he found one
3: family that decided to try this crackpot theory that like maybe in two hundred years that will be the standard by which we do things, but it's not now and it seems weird. Yeah. But like he's gonna use that as like it happened once. Yeah, and, it's gonna in and in Futurama again.
4: world, there's gonna be one-eyed people and everything too. Right.
1: Yeah. He is one of these guys, like Sean Hannity is, uh, that is, I think, largely responsible for the temperature of the division in I think our current state. They're
4: solely responsible for populism. Yeah,
1: because they because they have been slowly but surely dripping it in to. Their monologues and shit until it took on a life of its own. And here is an example of him. he's got to attack, master's enemies. Newly
5: elected Utah Senator Mitt Romney kicked off 2019 with an op-ed in the Washington Post that savaged Donald Trump's character and leadership. Romney's attack and Trump's response this morning on Twitter are the latest salvos in a long-standing personal feud between the two men. It's even possible that Romney is planning to challenge Trump for the Republican nomination in 2020. We'll see. But for now, Romney's piece is fascinating on its own terms and well worth reading. It's a window into how the people in charge in both parties see our country. Romney's main complaint in the piece is that Donald Trump is a mercurial and divisive leader. That's true, of course. But beneath the personal slights, Romney has a policy critique of Trump. He seems genuinely angry that Donald Trump might pull American troops out of the Syrian civil war. Romney doesn't explain how staying in Syria would benefit America. He doesn't appear to consider that a relevant question. More policing in the Middle East is always better. We know that. Virtually everyone in Washington agrees. Corporate tax cuts are also popular in Washington, and Romney is strongly on board with those, too. His piece throws a rare compliment to Trump for cutting the corporate rate a year ago. That's not surprising. Romney spent the bulk of his business career at a firm called Bain Capital. Bain Capital all but invented what is now a familiar business strategy. Take over an existing company for a short period of time, cut costs by firing employees, run up the debt, extract the wealth, and move on, sometimes leaving retirees without their earned pensions. Romney became fantastically rich doing this. Meanwhile, a remarkable number of the companies are now bankrupt or extinct.
1: He must have learned that shit at MSNBC when Mitt Romney was running against Barack Obama. How weird is it that now that Mitt Romney and Donald Trump are enemies and Trump is your fan, like you're the fanboy of Donald Trump, you have to attack his enemies, right? But you're going to use the exact same... This was in same- 2019. I was this was in 2019. How did, uh, how did Trump make all of his money?
3: Was it was I'm it through shady practices? I'm fairly right. certain that then all shut of the 20, up. that
4: all of 2019 there was no challenger, and it was clear that the Republican Party was only going with Trump. I, so what's the need here? I, what's th- the need to try to beat up Romney?
1: Well, it's just it's the
4: it's the the feet RNC the ring. Had he had its dared
3: mindset. to criticize the the Orange God King right, and that's what they're
4: yeah, sell- like when McCain did it. Yep, and that's what and they're, all they're selling. Of a sudden, he was a useless, stupid soldier who got himself. Is caught it
3: really called border. Bain Capital?
1: Yeah, Bank Capital was the company that. That's rounded. not ironic at all. Like I, that, it is the, the it bane is. of
4: people's existence. It definitely is. But, but it they definitely probably is. did it on purpose.
1: What do you uh, think that? Uh,
3: talk, did, here's the thing. I, I want to introduce you guys to my new company. It's called Fuck You Enterprises. <laughs> <laughs> we just repossess stuff. <laughs>
1: uh, so, um, so th- for me, this was a moment when I was looking at it that I thought, okay. Tucker Carlson might be aware of QAnon now, and he might be trying to pull uh, the the QAnon people. This is also in 2019. Let me see. Uh, I believe this is in February, March of 2019. Um, but it, this this was just an interesting take to me because it's something that I feel like uh, my side has said before. 2019 is only a couple months old. We
5: haven't given it a name yet. So how about the year of the woke billionaire? Sit back and watch as the Democratic presidential candidates simultaneously jockey to establish the most left-wing possible credentials and at the very same time, feverishly suck up to the super rich to fund their campaigns. We've seen a lot, some of this before, Tom Steyer and George Soros, those are the obvious examples. But there are many, many, many more. On Saturday, just this past Saturday, coming Saturday, rather, Senator Cory Booker is attending a Silicon Valley fundraiser. It's hosted by Gary and Laura Lauder. their heirs to the $14 billion Estee Lauder fortune. Kamala Harris just had a fundraiser in Beverly Hills. That was attended by an army of wealthy studio execs. Kirsten Gillibrand didn't even start her campaign for president before asking the permission of Wall Street. So what's the message? Rich people are highly progressive now, and you can see why. They love mass immigration. It brings them servants. They support federally mandated snobbery masquerading as environmentalism. Abortion is essentially a sacrament to them, especially when practiced in poor neighborhoods. But here's the confusing part. These are, by definition, affluent people. And yet increasingly, confiscatory tax rates are a rallying cry for the Democratic Party. why are billionaires so eager to back candidates who want to seize their assets to fund new entitlements? This is confusing. Here's one reason. Billionaires understand that they will ne- never have to pay those taxes. Why? Because the top federal income tax rate stops at about 500 grand. So what's the difference between someone making $500,000 a year and someone making $50 million a year? The answer? The richer one can
1: much more easily evade paying full freight. And they do. You mean do. like your God King? Yeah. No shit. The left has been bitching. This is one thing that the left and the right, when you're not looking at the classes, when you're just looking at like the political spectrum, the left and the right largely agree on the point about the elite, about the 1%, yeah. who yeah. <clears throat> fucks over the 99%. Mm-hmm. Now, like. Both sides just like to take a blind eye to their side being involved. Yeah. And but that, like, oh this... my god, Ber- no, Bernie Sanders isn't part of the, reason. he doesn't know multiple houses, <laughs> right. are you kidding me? Yeah, well, it's the thing, like, I remember in high school being like, Michael Moore is a man of the people, like, he is a millionaire of the people. I'm not saying that he doesn't believe what he says, I, but I am saying that he's biased as fuck, he cuts shit to purposely portray what he wants to, and he is a fucking millionaire who's making millions of dollars off people like us being like, well, did you know those fuckers are evil? Like... Yeah. You know? Uh, and, and, like, I just... This one... Was, but the reason that I said that I think that he might be aware of Q now is because he's framing it in the same way that the, for all of 2020... The dead babies, the It's the, 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 Bill, the Bill Gates thing. It's right. the 5G, the the vaccine. They're okay with abortion. All rich people and, are part of the evil it, cabal. Right.
3: If, if someone's okay with abortion, it can't be because they want to give poor people or, or people who made a mistake... Control over a decision that's going to affect the rest of their life. It has to be because they get some kind of sick
1: demonic pleasure from right. seeing babies murdered. Just love that idea. He when he says that it might be confusing. Yeah, because like everything that you just tried to fucking correlate doesn't
4: like because you're taking random doesn't.
3: puzzle pieces and slamming them together hoping yeah.
4: they fit and they don't. They don't. Not, when not you try at all. to when you try to correlate something to a cause and it doesn't fit, usually you throw that out. Yeah nah he just you just press on, especially if you've got a, <laughs> if you've
1: got a show like this where you don't let anyone else talk and then you're just like and if they do, you accuse them of changing the subject then you don't you just press on um do you have any ideas how he uh how he might I'm jumping to it now staying in two thousand nineteen um but I want to jump to the impeachment. you have any thoughts on what Tucker might have? had this is impeachment one let me specify i don't think there's gonna be much of a difference in the way he he approached both of them he had a very uh, this was uh, this was a neater play than sean hannity like i don't think sean hannity would have been able to pull bullshit out of it and we listened to hannity but this one was so out of left field so why is all
5: uh, of this happening well, the Democrats have told you for the last month there's one real reason at the bottom. Nobody is above the law. Now, there are caveats to that, of course. No one is above the law except for anyone who might potentially vote Democrat, in which case laws are racist and must be ignored. That's You know that. That's pretty amusing. But here's something even funnier. Those articles of impeachment that we just saw passed in order to uphold the law that nobody is above, well, neither article that apparently have just been passed – ACTUALLY ACCUSES THE PRESIDENT OF BREAKING A SPECIFIC LAW. HUH. SO WHY ARE WE HERE? WHY ARE WE TALKING ABOUT THIS? WHY HAVE WE DEVOTED 43 MINUTES SO FAR TONIGHT TO THIS TOPIC? WHY IS THE PRESIDENT BEING IMPEACHED? WELL, ASK Hakeem JEFFRIES, A MEMBER OF CONGRESS FROM NEW YORK, AS HE'LL TELL YOU, IMPEACHMENT HAS A LOT TO DO WITH, AND YOU NEVER WOULD HAVE GUESSED THIS, BY THE WAY, HAS A LOT TO DO WITH SLAVERY. BET YOU DIDN'T SEE THAT COMING.
1: OKAY. He, THE THING IS, WHEN YOU SET SOMETHING UP LIKE THIS, Th- then like if what you play afterwards
3: doesn't back up if it's not him saying impeachment is about slavery that's why we're going after yeah, impeaching Trump
1: then it just seems stupid as fuck to like play it now petty you, d- disingenuous now maybe he's just assuming that his audience is that stupid that he can mm. play it and and maybe and his and audience granted, might be they, that I, stupid. I almost <laughs> guarantee you they are most. um but here is the clip that he plays on his own fucking show and you can no one is forcing him to do there that. are
3: some who cynically argue that the impeachment of this president will further divide an already
0: fractured union but there is a difference between division and clarification slavery once divided the nation but emancipators rose up to clarify that all men are created equally suffrage once divided the nation but women rose up to clarify that all voices must be heard in our democracy there is a
1: difference between division and clarification wow tucker way to fucking disprove your own point so By he, playing he could the have clip. said
4: uh the, like, the, he, he the could have said it was because that the only reason that he could use that is because he didn't clarify and say example well, and in right. front of it all, and I'll be one hundred percent honest. He didn't put if it in was black a woman, and white because it didn't need to be.
3: Because it was a black
4: man saying that,
3: correct? Yes. If it was a woman, he would have said that. Oh, they're going after Trump because of suffrage, right? Because that was the other thing yeah. he said. Yeah. There were examples he was using yeah. as as you know high minded well, rhetoric. You know
4: racism.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> When I when he added the second example in there, I was like Tucker, you're an idiot for playing this. Like, yeah, yeah. because it's not even a standalone thing. Like, it's just clear, cut the clip, yeah. cut the
3: clip right there. What the hell are you doing? Yeah,
1: no shit. Like, like your
3: you're, like your boneheaded audience is gonna go <laughs> f- find the source clip. <laughs> no, They're not.
1: No shit. All right. So uh, any ideas? Uh, COVID's racist. Just I'll just spoil it. Good evening and welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. For weeks, the media told Why you it was so wrong
4: to worry Every about intro. Coronavirus,
5: Good evening. Mysterious, highly communicable <laughs> lethal cartoon. disease spreading rapidly around the world. If that concerns you in any way, if you think maybe we ought to take some steps to protect ourselves from it, then you're a bigot. Coronavirus panic is racist profiling against Asians, lectured some arrogant moron at slate.com. A writer for the Seattle Times warned that, quote, yellow peril racism was the real epidemic. Okay,
1: so here's what Tucker Carlson is fucking not doing a good job at explaining or giving any context to. He is saying that the media was saying it was racist to uh, to discriminate against Asian people, which they probably were saying to some extent. And it fucking is the problem that liberals had with conservatives talking about covid was that donald trump was banning people from china donald trump would then go on to be like oh i banned them early right that's great great for me i was in front of covid no you were banning them because you're a racist not because it has you 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 didn't believe in fucking you know who else didn't get
3: banned italians Right, and they were just as raging. We never shut down travel from Europe, did we? No, no, anywhere
4: else. He went Europe shut down
3: travel he only from yeah. Trump, <laughs> Trump shut down travel to China he, if he could have got away with doing it Was but, that his only shutdown? Yeah, because the, it was for COVID? He was, was doing oh, China. He was doing the trade war. If he could have yeah. got away with
1: doing it in 2016, he would have. Yes. COVID was just the excuse he needed. Yep. That's yeah, that's all it was. More 100%. And that's why people and I would say too to Tucker's point of like, "Oh, the media is demonizing us" and then reading headlines like uh profiling asians is fucking wrong like yeah it is <laughs> like it yeah. is yep. I was looking at an asian person and being like i assume that you m- you probably or might have the virus that's like, fucked up tucker i also you love tucker carlson being there. like what's my evidence a
3: it, slate.com article yeah. <laughs> yeah. booyah and bitches. then here,
4: here we are a year later and there's violence against asians and it's a problem right
1: yeah, because Tucker Carlson decided um, to have I mean, maybe because we spent the
4: whole year on that rhetoric. We're yeah.
1: recording this the,
4: the day
3: after someone shot up three Asian parlor uh, massage parlors, right? Well, not or, the, or the, the,
1: week day, after. The, the week. That, after that was the week yeah. uh, yesterday. Um, the day after he was charged. Yeah, yesterday's
4: yeah. was a supermarket in Boulder, Colorado. Yeah. 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 So like, <sighs> uh, I don't know. Um, Which there's no facts about that out yet.
1: Obviously, Tucker Carlson has some uh, some rhetoric to to. Socialism was a big part of 2020, as you remember. So, somehow the fucking barely not-Republican Joe Biden got turned into the boogeyman of the right, and he's a socialist. And like, and I've said it a hundred times on both podcasts. He was easily
4: the most moderate candidate. Yeah, like, I,
1: I, as somebody who likes Bernie Sanders, not totally pleased that we got Joe Biden, but I'll take it, because fascism was on the other side of the bill, uh, you know, so, but, you know, anyway, Tucker's got, uh, uh, snake oil to sell. Good
5: evening and welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. The president announced this afternoon that the Republican Party has canceled its traditional nominating convention in Florida next month. The reason? Coronavirus. Well, that news will certainly inconvenience some people. It's without precedent in recent history, but in the end, it's hard to believe that canceling a political
1: convention will affect the outcome ultimately of this year's presidential election. The, Tucker Carlson has a very interesting way of handling COVID because it seems to me like he kind of bounces back and forth. It's, it, if the left is talking about COVID, they're talking about it wrong. If the right's talking about COVID, we're talking about it right. Uh, and I don't know. He's just got he makes some interesting plays. Yet it is very likely that the coronavirus lockdowns themselves
5: will affect the outcome. And here's why. THE MOST BASIC QUESTION IN POLITICAL POLLING NEVER CHANGES, IS YOUR COUNTRY ON THE RIGHT TRACK OR THE WRONG TRACK? IN A REELECTION CAMPAIGN ESPECIALLY, THAT IS ALWAYS THE CENTRAL QUESTION, AND EVERY POLITICAL CONSULTANT IN AMERICA KNOWS THAT. THERE IS NO POLL THE BIDEN CAMPAIGN PAYS CLOSER ATTENTION TO THAN THE DAILY RIGHT TRACK, WRONG TRACK NUMBERS, ESPECIALLY NOW. The PRESIDENTIAL ELECTION, IN FACT, BELIEVE IT OR NOT, IS ALMOST HERE. IN SOME PLACES, EARLY VOTING BEGINS IN JUST OVER A MONTH. The results of that voting will define the country's future. If Democrats take both the Senate and the White House, and they could, you will not recognize America a year
1: from so now. So this plays into the whole socialism idea that's Guys, going on. Guys, a, a year from now, that's today.
3: Yeah, It's like, it's uh, like I, I don't recognize the country I'm in. Holy shit. Holy shit. Yeah, I, it's better. It's There's socialist
1: leg. utopia now, there, certainly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the one thing that is, the biggest thing that has changed a year from a year ago is that there's not a crazy fucking loose cannon in control in control of everything and not in control of anything when he doesn't want to be. The, like, the biggest difference in my life from a year ago is I no longer have to hear the phrase "Did you see Trump's tweet?" Yeah, that's no it. Shit. Yep. Um, yeah, but uh, I don't know. He it's going to be a socialist bastion uh the the and it's all because of the lockdowns which is what it, it, this i believe this was in april of 2020 when he's when this clip comes from um but he like that that whole idea of oh it's the lockdowns and if the democrats win like the i what the correlation he's trying to make is that if we stay in lockdowns the president's gonna look bad and if the president looks bad he might lose the election and if the democrats win the white house and the senate then socialism is the boogeyman right like that is the 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 train of thought there And, and that's what he is trying to get his uh his listeners um To buy into he also has some interesting for a guy who started out the show talking about how talking about how uh liberals had these crazy conspiracies like man he really loves to just pull fucking dingbats off of like the internet and be like hey Uh, I'm going to use your one crazy story as the example of all liberals, here's another one. Because every single
5: day of this year has been yet another page torn directly from a George Orwell novel. You can't believe it's real, but unfortunately it is. Some Democrats are now calling for a Truth and Reconciliation Commission. To try or assess Trump supporters after the election. Truth and Reconciliation Commission. Never even heard of it. This. this weekend, for example, no. former Obama advisor Robert no, Wright, was the LABOR SECRETARY attorney Bill Clinton, wrote that Truth and Reconciliation Commissions would quote, name every official, politician, executive, and media mogul whose greed and cowardice enabled this catastrophe, end quote
1: several MSNBC anchors have made the same suggestion uh he then goes on to like name one MSNBC anchor um th- this is the idea of like the re-education camps there like, you've yeah. heard some right-wing like- people I'm just,
4: I'm just curious of when that was ever actually said. <laughs> the only time that I get I it, think it was. I think it was
1: someone said it,
3: someone on the extreme side of the left said like, oh, all of them are responsible, but though, and then he's using that as an example of what they all okay, believe. Okay,
4: responsibility, the, yeah, but yeah. did they actually say we should go through and vet every Trump supporter? The,
1: be, the There was one. Now, at this time, it hadn't happened yet, but since then- since the November election, Project Veritas put out a bunch of extra shit. That's James O'Keefe's grift, right? Um, and they put out a video that the right wing ran with online that was a fucking like... Not an intern, but somebody who like totally doesn't fucking matter. Someone who has no power. At, okay, that worked for PBS. So, w- and that's very much in James O'Keefe's wheelhouse. You would PBS go. PBS is
4: like the great value of news right organizations. but but it's something. But it's not only do they not have actual any actual political power, but who the hell listens to them? Right,
1: but it is something that is called liberal right like npr is liberal yeah public because it's run by the government it's it's liberal or like whatever that's what the right believes and that's what they they and they're spout.
4: nonprofit radio, so yeah and they're sesame they're crazy street because they don't know how to make money yeah <laughs> uh they, their drift
1: is tote bags guys <laughs> they don't know what they're doing named after their hosts um yeah, I, it's ridiculous, but that's the that's the O'Keefe grift, right? Like, go to PBS, find a fucking janitor, and get him to say something crazy, and then say this guy that works for PBS, like represents the, the janitor who's probably
4: not even liberal. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, like, I don't know, it's ridiculous. At at some point, though, um, probably right around November, I don't remember the exact date that they called the election. This year and or this past year, twenty twenty, was it the tenth
3: or was it ten days past the election? The Is 13th? that what it was? The
1: thirteenth, so the tenth or the thirteenth, one of them around there. Well, uh, he has to uh, come to a reality shortly there that there's going to be a socialist bastion, and he's just going to have to fucking deal with it. Or we want to begin tonight by assessing some of the things, no doubt, you have
5: heard about last week's presidential election. There. Are Conflicting versions of virtually every part of that story. But as of right now, here's what we think we know. For much of election night, Donald Trump seemed to be leading in a number of key swing states. Then early Wednesday morning, he began to fall behind. That trend continued, more or less, for several days. On Saturday, the media declared Joe Biden the president elect. Biden quickly accepted that judgment. The Biden campaign now has something called the Office of the President elect. It sounds official, which, of course, is the point of setting it up. And in the end, it's possible it will be official. If after all the questions have been answered, it becomes clear that Joe Biden is the legitimate winner of the presidential election, we will accept that and we'll encourage others to accept it too.
4: We're Americans first.
5: We want what is best for this country. We want our system of government to continue. Whether it does continue, though, depends in part on how we proceed from here. As of tonight, tens of millions of Americans suspect this election was stolen from them. That means we now live in a country where a large percentage of our population no
1: longer believes that our democracy is real. Okay. I gotta That's do that. because of you. That's fucker. Yeah, that's because of you. Uh I have to dissect this one a lot because you said that there's there was a whistle. There's a lot of whistles in that. The whole way that he frames that is He's telling the Stop the Steal people, this is how you pitch this, because my team of writers has figured out how we're going to pitch it. And the way we're going to pitch it is without telling you any of the other details that also fucking matter. We're going to tell you that President Trump was up on election night. We're going to tell you that that went for a few days. We're not gonna mention that mail in ballots were being counted and that the number never stopped moving for all of those days. Or that Trump yeah. fucking encourages people
3: actively d- not to mail in ballots. Just
4: why do mail in ballots take this long to count? Right. I don't know, because you gotta open each yeah. one, Th- flatten the page out, and then put it through the yeah. machine. He doesn't say one it- by one. And he- you
3: can't start counting them until like what after the
1: every other yeah. like in person yeah.
3: vote is counted. Yeah.
1: Then he jumps straight to on Saturday, the media declared uh, Joe Biden, the winner, which he quickly accepted. That's another. That's another whistle that, like, oh, he's grabbing it quick. Well, other like, who concert. was the first station? They did it to admit together. It. Who I was think so. the first
4: station to admit it? it Fox. Fox. It, it, yeah. yeah. Your no own, own boss No Fox No that's no, not uh, true Fox
3: was the first one To declare uh, 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 Fuck ne- Nevada Or you I don't remember It was, was it Nevada. It, I think it was Nevada
1: One uh, of the Yeah one of the, the More western states But they But no it was I think CNN was the first one Cause it had to be CNN Cause CNN was counting non-stop yeah. Like those yeah. motherfuckers yeah. Never slept <laughs> Like they were just And they were counting Like individual households Like knocking on fucking doors uh, But Um but anyway, like the whole way that he set that up and then to try to ha- take this high road at the end of the clip and be like, look, at the end of the day, the real problem is that we're all divided because people don't trust the system without mentioning
4: that it's your own fault, that it, it's he, his own fault. That he spent the entire program telling them why they shouldn't trust the system. Right. And
1: in the in the days after this spiel, he would continue to do The
5: same thing. In some ways, it's an inspiring story—the triumph of voting over death—and no one quite embodies that story like James Blaylock of Covington, Georgia. Mr. Blaylock was a mailman for 33 years until he passed away in 2006. 14 years later, according to state records, he was still mailing things. James Blaylock cast a ballot in last week's election. How did he do that? It might be worth asking the New York Times. Maybe James Blaylock was just one of those extraordinary mail carriers. Neither rain, nor snow, nor gloom of night, nor even death itself could keep him from the mail. In his case, maybe voting from the grave wasn't really fraud; it was just commitment.
3: This is this is what I was talking about earlier when I was talking about yeah. uh, dead people voting, and they had one name that was gonna be proof. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to step on what happens because I'm I know you you you're gonna have the clips. Yeah, but fuck him for this. Yeah, oh for yeah, how much he built that up, in this, like n- no uh, the the fucking snow won't stop him, and sleet won't stop him, and like kiss my ass. Yeah, yeah, it you should sort have of at least check this before you ran with it
1: yeah so uh on opposing liberal bias uh network cnn the fucking liberal bastion that it is uh they actually ran a better piece though false james blaylock did not vote
0: in last week's election mrs james blaylock voted in last week's election
9: he's not voted he didn't vote it was you. It was me.
0: Agnes Blaylock voted using her married name. Newton County confirmed her voter registration was signed as Mrs. James E. Blaylock Jr., and that's exactly how she signed her name when she voted in the November 3rd general election.
4: Because she's all this fucking that's registered and has been 50s. receiving her mail for decades. Yep. Yeah, she All got- it would
3: take to verify that is to double check like had that person with that similar name because like if they checked the name it was Mrs.
4: John, well, James, I guarantee you every single piece of mail said the exact same thing, he, Mrs. he they can't Mrs. say James Mr. because it's, Come on, she's not black I think, black, uh, I, I think black you're log.
1: both giving Tucker Carlson and Fox News too much credit. They didn't do any of this looking. Oh, no, there was never known Rudy Giuliani said some shit, yep. and then Tucker Carlson repeated it on the air. He goes on to give mm. more examples. Is... Okay, but what about Linda Kessler of
5: Nicholson, Georgia? Linda Kessler died in 2003. 17 years later, she was still voting in presidential elections. I'm not even going to keep you waiting. Also
0: false, Linda Kessler of Nicholson was marked deceased in 2003 and did not vote. Linda Kessler, who has a different address, birthday, and zip, who is entitled to vote, did vote, said Jackson County's Board of Elections.
4: So that's a person who's actually still alive. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. A, a completely it's, 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 different it's, uh, person uh, with the same name. Yeah. It's it a happens. Com- it's a common yeah.
3: enough name in a nation of 300 fucking how million many, how people. Penny- how yeah. many...
4: How many people named John Smith are dead and I wonder, also voted? I wonder, <laughs> just as
3: a thought experiment, how many Tucker Carlson's voted in this election? No Was shit. Was there more
4: than one? Ah, he should be in jail. My name is Jim Hellman. There's three of me right? in my same family. There, there's a website. <laughs> yeah. There's a website
3: called How Many of Me Are There? I know there's five of me. Right. And I know one of them personally. Like,
4: it, it, not So not all. Oh, like, they would have he, a field day. What, and again. I I, if they keep on banging this drum this hard for the next election... My grandpa is old, God forbid he passes away before. But it's possible. Are they going to come after me and my dad for for voting? I'm the same same damn name. I'm the third. Right. I
3: have like I don't know if my dad votes, but like that could be something I get. Uh, you know, like and they're going to an old woman and being like. Are you trying to steal the election? Yeah. Fuck off. The fact that you even have to
1: bother her with this bullshit, you know? Yeah. She's been
3: voting as her husband's name probably since the 50s
1: because that's the way they did it then. It's just so stupid for somebody to sit there and try to be like, oh, we're divided and be- and people don't trust the system and then run these fucking stories where you don't... You literally and have nothing. when done you're called nothing. out on the first no name, work. you're like, well, how about the second name?
3: And you get called out in that, and you're just like, I still think it happened. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, there's no like evidence that down, this one right? happened. But you can't but... prove it
1: didn't. <laughs> right. That seems to be – I had a conversation uh, a little while ago with a relative who was challenging me – had listened to the show and was challenging me – on, uh, I think it was Marjorie Taylor Greene of Drip, and I was getting challenged on, like, well, how do you know it doesn't exist? That onus isn't on me to prove. Like, prove to me. Uh, the way that I know that it doesn't exist is because of all of the examples that I
4: gave in the episode of... You, uh, you can't even convince... It's uh, a plot point from cons- a movie. You like, can't even my- convince 9-11 <laughs> conspiracy theorists that, uh, you know, mechanical engineers... Did all the math and everything that happened could in fact weaken steel beams? Right, right. They're like, ah, yeah, nope. I
1: just <laughs> like, but the but the, like it's not on me to prove that. Like, no, if you have some, if you you, you gotta out-
3: bring evidence. Yeah, more
1: than a gut feeling. Yeah, it it, it yeah, it doesn't work the opposite or way. Or my
3: my least favorite is well, like, well, it's a possibility. Yes, everything is a possibility. It doesn't make it likely
1: and, at all. Now, uh, to 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 play. Um, I, I thought it was important that because just because of why we are doing the show in the first place and, and what spawned this switch up in the way that, like, in the content that we produce, the three of us, uh, I thought it would be important to hit the Capitol riots, right? Like, we know that Tucker Carlson is, he's going to hold the line on everything that Fox News would. We've gone through that. Uh, He is going to try to play both sides, try to be the bigger person, and he's going to also try to invalidate Biden's win and say that like there's nothing there. And then, of course, the Capitol riots happen, and that's why we are here in this room doing this. And so I thought it was important, and because it didn't seem like Fox had scrubbed it, uh, and so it was available, um, to hear tucker carlson on the night of january 6th um which i could not find for hannity on that exact date but it the one thing i will say for tucker carlson while i'm still gonna fucking tear this apart afterwards is at least he's not talking about Out of garden breadsticks
5: <laughs> so what can we learn from this it's not enough to call it a tragedy imagine for a second getting the call and learning that was your daughter the last time you spoke to her, she was heading to Washington for a political rally. Now she's
4: dead. I should say. Oh, so he's leading. It, this th- is the first thing he says about this entire. story? No, this
1: isn't the first thing he said. This okay. is where I cut it. I cut out the entire story of he 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 in detail goes through the woman being shot in the Capitol. Yeah. Um. And he uh like he doesn't show the video, but he describes it like. To the point where he's talking about the fear in her eyes, and like it's very like authored, the way, like he doesn't a give lot of just, purple prose. Yeah, Stephen Kinging it up. Yeah, he is, and so I like that is important for context as the clip begins. That like he's already told that, um, but but I thought that the end of this clip was more important. um because we know that story and we've talked about that story uh, yeah. that, that I just kind of wanted to hear where he goes after explaining. We never
5: that. talk to her again. Seriously, imagine that. If you have children, it will put you in the right frame of mind. That's what we're watching. And we may be watching a lot more of it in the coming days. Political violence begets political violence. That is always true. It is an iron law. It never changes. And we have to be against that. NO MATTER WHO COMMITS THE VIOLENCE OR UNDER WHAT PRETEXT, NO MATTER HOW MANY SELF-INTERESTED demagogues ASSURE US THE VIOLENCE IS JUSTIFIED OR NECESSARY AS THEY HAVE BEEN ASSURING US, LYING TO US FOR THE PAST SIX MONTHS. WE HAVE A DUTY TO OPPOSE ALL OF THIS, NOT SIMPLY BECAUSE POLITICAL VIOLENCE KILLS OTHER PEOPLE'S CHILDREN, WHICH IT DOES, BUT BECAUSE IN THE END, IT DOESN'T WORK. NO GOOD PERSON WILL LIVE A HAPPIER LIFE BECAUSE THAT GIRL WAS KILLED IN THE HALLWAY OF THE Capitol TODAY. So our only option as a practical matter is to fix what is causing this in the first place. We don't have a choice. You may have nothing in common with the people on the other side of the country. Increasingly, you probably don't. But you're stuck with them. The idea that groups of Americans will somehow break off into separate, peaceful nations of like-minded citizens, that's a fantasy. That will not happen. There is no such thing as a peaceful separation. There never has been and there won't be.
4: He spends his entire show talking about why the other half is bad. And then now he's trying to talk about Unity?
1: Well, and that's my biggest problem with this part, and it's why I chose to pick the end of this clip rather than him starting out with his impassioned thing, is that, like, dude, who the fuck are you to be playing in this? This is the same thing they handed. him. He's been
4: selling so partisanship forever. Yeah, and 100%. And now he wants to talk about... We should embrace the other side, yeah, maybe don't tell the other maybe don't tell your
1: side that dead voters stole this fucking election from you and then and then try to underplay that the attack on later. on the capitol as a fucking political rally, uh, right, you know, and
3: also like the fact that he's like this woman died because of political violence. Glossing over the fact that started- she started was breaking into a place, <laughs> threatening people with violence when yeah. she was
1: shot. He also said that it was without warning. See, or he said he was careful. He said seemingly without warning. Mm. Um, Bullshit. What do you mean
4: seemingly without warning. The
1: cop was yelling at her and pointing a gun. Like I and the door all was seen locked. The video. Like the door was fucking locked. You yeah. were trying. You were breaking through windows and doors. You weren't like, supposed to be in the building. Business was happening, Motherfuckers. They had to like, get
4: through several layers of police to be even where they were at. Yeah. And to get, at that point, them them and like, to, get to that point, here.
3: you had to pass the gallows they had erected in the fucking, on the grass. Right, like There was no mistaking what you were there for. Yeah,
1: there was a fucking three hour or whatever rally beforehand where you guys all got psyched up to go break shit. Man, like, drunk the same Kool-Aid. Yeah, so um, now what I will say is that as far as what he said, he is right in that clip. He just doesn't believe it, and he's, oh, he's one hundred. Yeah, he's he,
4: absolutely right, and he doesn't. He doesn't practice it
1: yeah, by any means. he's one hundred
4: percent the opposite of everything that he just described. I'm pretty which, sure every single show, f- like from then till now, he's said the opposite of what he's trying to portray here.
1: Well, he's just gotten. He's just gotten back to. The same old same old like the capital riots are over the second impeachment is over we like nothing happened nobody got held accountable nothing is nobody's been held accountable yet like mm-hmm. a few poor people or middle class people even if we like we've argued that they were white privileged affluent Suburban people.
4: And the actual rioters have but, been held accountable. But
1: like Roger Stone is still walking fine. Donald Trump, Rudy
4: Giuliani, Don Jr. Like all of those guys haven't been held fucking accountable. Yeah, and the the other guys make the argument that they didn't actually in, incite anything. They didn't say anything like we should actually do violence. Rudy definitely did. Right. He said trial by combat. Yeah. He one hundred percent did. So, yeah, I don't know. But as
1: far as Tucker Carlson is concerned, he's just going to get back to the same old, same old, stirring up the same shit, pitching to the same audience. This is the last clip I have for this episode, the most recent uh, moment that Tucker Carlson has made headlines everywhere um, because he's just a jackass. That China has quickly developed
5: the world's largest naval force. In 2015, China had 255 battle force ships. Now they have more than 360. And many of those ships are more capable than anything in the American naval fleet. So, how are we responding to this? Well, at the White House yesterday, Joe Biden addressed it effectively. What's the American military's response? Here's what Joe Biden said
0: Some of it's relatively uh, straightforward work, where we're making good progress designing body armor that FITS WOMEN PROPERLY, TAILORING COMBAT UNIFORMS FOR WOMEN, CREATING MATERNITY FLIGHT SUITS, updating, uh, UPDATING REQUIREMENTS FOR THEIR HAIRSTYLES. AND of IS GOING TO TAKE an, uh, you know, an, AN INTENSITY OF PURPOSE AND MISSION TO REALLY CHANGE THE CULTURE AND HABITS THAT CAUSE WOMEN TO LEAVE THE MILITARY.
5: So we've got new hairstyles and maternity flight suits. Pregnant women are going to fight our wars. It's a mockery of the U.S. military. While China's military becomes more masculine as it's assembled the world's largest navy, our military needs to become, as Joe Biden says, more feminine. Whatever feminine means anymore, since men and women no longer exist. The bottom line is it's out of control, and the Pentagon's going along with this. Again, this is a mockery of the U.S. military and its core mission, which is winning
1: wars. All right, Jim, I just want you to start off, because, like, you're the only one
4: in the room with military experience. I had plenty of females in my unit, and all of them did their part. Like, I don't – it didn't make us any less effective. They they all did their part just fine. And the maternity uniforms uh, previous to, like, Whenever these maternity flight suits come out, there was only one maternity uniform. It was not fire resistant because it had an elastic waistband and the top was just super bulky. So like pregnant women wearing them, it hardly even ever fit them because it was usually like just a ridiculous amount of sizes bigger. To where it just looked like they were wearing a nightgown the entire pregnancy. Right.
3: So Tucker can sit there and, and say, like, oh, doesn't this sound ridiculous? Flight we're
4: maternity flight suits. But in reality, it's like, that's actually an issue the,
3: the Army deals with. when right. you have enough well, people who work for and, you.
4: And you can fly up until X amount of months pregnant. Right. Which, there's female pilots, there's female crew chiefs on helicopters. And they're to pregnant to start families, just yeah. like the
3: men who are getting taken away from families all the fucking yeah. time. That's such a trope and in this country. So right.
4: in order to be on a helicopter, there's a crap load of static electricity that gets created by helicopters. And static electricity can cause fires, and it's not an infrequent thing that a fire occurs on a helicopter because they're really not supposed to fly anyway, just out of pure physics. Right. They're they're, they're flying machines that we're spitting fly. in God's face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the the amount of maintenance and everything that goes into them things just to keep them from crashing is insane. But it, I I digress. Uh, flight suits are flame retardant, like actual flight suits, and the maternity uniforms are not. Yeah. Cause it's so just like, making, sweatpants, making maternity flight suits probably should have been a priority a long time ago. I, right. just, I just, and think, if it was in Trump's presidency, nobody would have said anything.
1: No. And I, that's the thing is that been, been d- non-news, I just think it's weird to hear because the right is so like synonymous with like military spending and like support our troops and uh, yellow ribbons or like whatever. Um, and so like probably but unless unless the other side is in power unless and then it's like ah oh, you're you're def- you're uh, feminizing the, like all, all of a sudden it just feels like military bad like you wouldn't say that shit if the right if George Bush also, was president it, yeah. isn't
3: it sound weird that suddenly like the moment Trump doesn't become president Biden's president Tucker is criticizing our army and praising China's yeah like weird, he right. just flipped the switch really suddenly and it was it very coincidental been, timing it wise. hasn't
4: even been close to long enough in order to make an effective change in the military in, at all in, in any right. policy like not even like, close yeah. to uh, enough time yeah because right. the budget is still last year's budget that's not gonna roll over until well, and September. Well, in, in terms October of anything, of in year. terms of
3: Wall Street, in terms of the stock market, in terms of and most policies, like there are a few things you can change overnight, but most of them are slow moving. Fucking, it takes you know, at least right. a fiscal. You have to wait for it to, it to, to grind occur. down and then start going the other direction. It's a yeah, It's yeah. long.
1: Yeah, I I don't know. I just I'm happy that Tucker Carlson has found his grift, though. I mean, I guess at the end of the whole thing, you can say like, well, I mean, you made it through. The fucking the liberal stations, you made it through uh, uh, supporting a really fascist guy. And then like you came out the other side and you were like, you know what? Like impeachments, they happen. Insurrections, whatever. No big deal. Like all I know is that whatever the next talking point Rupert Murdoch and co want me to spit, I'm going to spit it and I'm going to look like a poop in my pants while I did it. So uh, I don't know. Um, what do you think uh, As far as How do we want to rate Tucker Carlson Do we want to We've got fraud, traitor, treasonous And fascist I'm not going to explain the definitions every time We know them now Or we should listen to more episodes of Un-American <laughs> <laughs> um, But uh, where, do, where do you guys think That Tucker Carlson Falls I think again we have another example Probably of someone who ex- uh, uh, Exhibits a little bit of each quality. Yeah, he's got uh, multiple symptoms. Um, but as far as an overall... I say he's treasonist.
3: <clears throat>
9: yeah. yeah. He,
4: he, I think he's as bad as Ted Cruz or he, Sean Hannity. He sells so much partisanship that it's like he won't be happy until the only thing left in America is republicanism. Yeah. That would be the only time that he would cease being a propaganda machine. Yeah, and yeah, I,
1: I think you're right. I was going to lean more towards fraud just because I think that he is I think he's really successful at the grift that he pulls like he can literally go to any network. And I think because he's got the personality that he does where if he wasn't a stupid asshole who was making incorrect points, like, he could be a funny guy. Like, he's making little jokes and, like, not, like, real funny, but, like, office funny. Like, the guy that you can tolerate, but, like... Like, We'll let him
3: interview a comedian, but, like, you're not going to be the comedian. We're not going
1: to pay to see you be funny, but, like, if you want to do it at the water fountain or something, (laughs) that's fine. Uh, Try out your tight five in the break room. Yeah, I don't know. I just
4: think because of how much partisanship goes on with him that he's treasonist. Yeah, I think he only cares about one half of the nation. And I think if you got yeah. into
3: the money of where who is truly funding him and how that yeah influences his thinking and what he says, it, he's probably how closer to being a How much stock do you think he is in man. Buckler?
4: Right. So <laughs> like, you know, whatever the like, fuck you you could fuck prob- all duels. There's people that could argue against me that saying he's just doing his job uh, to, and selling that partisanship, but uh, probably shouldn't be a job that exists yeah I agree yeah. with you I think the job itself is treasonous and the fact that he's just like oh I'm making a lot of money on it I'm just going to keep doing it yeah that makes you worse yeah I agree it makes you a dirt bag on top of being treasonous I'll put him there
2: somebody said treasonous I mean yeah I guess why not
4: <laughs>
1: there it is um, alright well that'll bring us to the end of this episode uh, we will be back but before we go Jim can you please tell the nice folks listening how to find us
4: yeah, we have a Facebook page, and we can be found on Twitter at RealUnamerican, and also on our personal accounts at UnamericanB, at FeveredHeart, and at AmericanActualJ. Awesome, and uh, let's see. Franklin, can you
1: tell them what to do, please? Yeah, you can follow us, like, subscribe, share,
3: and review. Episodes are available weekly. Uh, And, of course, bonus content is available over at uh, patreon.com slash unamerican. So go check that out, and as always, we appreciate
1: any and all support. Yes, we do very much. Uh, Thank you, fellas, and thank you to our listeners. We will return next week. But before we go, we do have our dishonorable mentions for the week, and they are... Ken Calvert of California, Kat Kemick of Florida, Jerry Carl of Alabama, Buddy Carter of Georgia, John Carter of Texas, and Madison Cawthorn of North Carolina. Um, and of course, your job as the listener, if you live in their states, is to vote against them and put them in a future unemployment line. Thanks.
3: Un-American is a Fever Heart production. It is hosted by
4: Brandon Condict, Franklin Everhart, and Jim Hillman. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review. Contact us at unamericanpod at yahoo.com.
3: And be sure to support us on Patreon for exclusive bonus content.